Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Hello, SFL Nation. It is your GM, Nelson Lozano, here on Inside the League. Hey, welcome. I am glad to have you. If I could just tell you how my night went so far, it's been chaotic, it's been crazy, but I'm glad to be here with you guys tonight. Should be a really great show. Uh, Today I have the head of audio and visual, as well as the state scout, uh, Tom Welsh. And then tonight we're going to have Portland Fleet's linebacker, uh, Frank Champion, later on tonight. Uh, We'll go over league news a little bit quickly uh, so we can get to Tom. Uh, We're going to talk to Tom. Later on we should get at least Mel Davis on to talk about last week's game against Carolina and what to expect on our upcoming game against the Louisiana Revolution. So it should be a jam-packed night tonight. I appreciate you if you stop by to listen, and I promise you this show is barely going to happen if I did not hit 100 miles an hour from work to make sure I got here, but always drive safe and and practice uh, social distancing. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump in to League News. All right, guys. So, kind of talking about week four. So, we have week four of Jacksonville versus the Arizona Scorpions, 17 to 38. Congratulations to Ashley Jackson for winning Diva of the Week on Dave Axis' show. And shout outs to Eddie Gage for going ahead and having his team be three and one. He said, Trust in the process. Carolina, I mean, sorry, Arizona, stay with him. So I see you guys stay with him. Uh, we have Houston Hyenas versus Florida, which was a very tight game, 21 to 27. Uh, we have the St. Louis Gladiators uh, over Tulsa, 20 to 3. Uh, that was a huge game. Shout out to St. Louis on that big win against Tulsa. We have the Fort Worth Toros, which is the Lone Star Glory, the, the Battle of Texas. Uh, where Lone Star won 10 to 23. So congratulations to Lone Star. Uh, we have the big battle of the day: Denver Nightwings versus the Baltimore Vultures, uh, 24 to 27. Another tight win knocked out uh, Vega and the Denver Nightwings to make them three and one and, and not undefeated anymore. Uh, we have Chicago versus London, where Chicago won 41 to 20. We have the uh, Louisiana Revolution versus the Aztecs. Uh, 21 to 37, the Aztecs went ahead and gave Louisiana another undefeated team a loss, making them three and one. We have the Portland Fleet versus Carolina, a very close game, 15 to 18. Uh, so again, even though it was against my Portland, you got to give a good game out to uh, Carolina Skyhawks. Uh, we have the loss Sioux Falls Sparrows, 19 to 27, another hard game and very very good. Um, with it being a very, very uh, uh, battle of a game. Now, we have the Vancouver Legion versus the Queen City Corsairs. 28, a big win for Vancouver against a very strong organization in, in, in the Corsairs. We have the Predators versus the Swarm, which was the last game of the night, and that was 13-26 to 26 going towards the Swarm uh, last season's champion. And so, again... Very big, 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 big games that happened, and, and every single game was entertaining. Um, I don't think there was a game that had anything that was a snore face, a snore fest, or anything of that sort. We won't be able to get to the top 
uh, leaderboards this week. I do apologize. Normally, I do have that to recognize those people in the top of kicking, uh, top of special teams, top defensive players, top rushing, top uh, passing, and top receiving. But unfortunately, guys, uh, the night got the best of me. So I want to still make sure that I already gave to my special guest who made the adjustment to make sure they were here tonight. Uh, talking about week five games, though. So uh, we have Atlanta versus Chicago. We have uh, at 3 p.m. on 11 Sports and Twitch. We have Vancouver at uh, Baltimore at 5 p.m. on 11 Sports and Twitch. We have Mexico City versus Houston at 8 p.m. Um, on Twitch. And then we have Carolina and Jacksonville uh, at 8.15, and that will be on YouTube. That is on Saturday, August 15th. Uh, then after that, we have Sunday's game, August 16th, which will be Queen City at St. Louis, 30 uh, p.m., and that will be on 11 Sports and for the fans. Uh, we have the Louisiana Revolution versus us, the Portland Fleet, at 2.30 p.m. These are all Eastern times uh, on 11 Sports and for the fans. That's going to be a very good game. Uh, we have the crowd play game of the week which is Las Vegas versus Tulsa at 4.30 p.m. on 11 Sports for the fans. We have Charleston at Arizona at 8 p.m. on Twitch. We have London at uh, Denver at 8.15, and that will be on YouTube. And then on Monday, August 17th, we have Florida at Lone Star at 7 p.m. on 11 Sports for the fans. And Sioux Falls at Fort Worth at 9 p.m. At, on 11 Sports for the fans. So great games coming up, I think. One of the things I respect a lot about the SFL is just how competitive each game is. I know you always have the who do you got, and a lot of it is, 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 is played on how these teams perform, but you never know what may happen. I know the game against St. Louis versus Tulsa, a lot of people thought Tulsa had it because they have such great players like Gabriel Manning um, and, and the rest of them. And again, upset from St. Louis, went ahead and got that win over Tulsa. But again, you never know what may happen. Uh, games of the week, it's going to be a little difficult. I think Vancouver at Baltimore is going to be a very interesting game. Uh, coming off a really strong win, Vancouver against Queen City. Um, I think Atlanta versus Chicago will be a very good game as well. Um, we have, uh, again, Port versus Louisiana. I think that's going to be an amazing game. No biasness intended. I think, again, a game that could be an upset is London at, at, at Denver. Denver's a really strong organization with a really great team, but you do want to see a, a 0-14 finally get their win. Uh, but it'd be very difficult uh, with the new staff and everything else, but I'm pulling for them. Uh, we Florida at Lone Star should be a really good game. But there's not anything that I'm really too worried about. And then on Monday night, to end it at two falls in, in Fort Worth, Coros will be an amazing night. So tune in if you can. A lot of it's on Twitch. A lot of it's on YouTube. A lot of it's for the fans. So you can watch it on TV, through the app. It's going to be amazing. So with that being said, I do want to go ahead and start welcoming my guest. And you guys hear that that uh, horn, which means that I do have my guest in, in the, uh, in, inside the league with myself. Uh, he is the head of audio and visual. Uh, for the SFL, and he's also a scout for the St. Louis Gladiators, Tom Wells. Tom, how are you doing tonight? Nelson, brother, good. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Hopefully you enjoyed that intro. Hopefully you inter- you enjoyed uh, the amazing Nissa of tonight. And uh, I, again, I appreciate you making that adjustment tonight for me. So with that hey, being said, you know, I, I... 
I always appreciate someone breaking the law for me. So, you know, <laughs> getting here, yeah. going to hundo, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you know, just for you, right? Just for you and the show and for right, my listeners exactly. to hear me. Um, I want to make sure there's some type of consistency. <laughs> um, but I also wanted to give you a shout out. Again, I think uh, hopefully I was out to you when you came into the SFL. Um, I saw your name on the intros, if I'm not mistaken, either intros or the welcome or someplace in there. And I reached out to you and I said, hey, what do you want to do? And you told me, hey, nothing I want to coach. So, again, I want to know a little bit more about you um, and, yeah. and kind of what got you into the SFL. Yeah, for sure. You know, I uh, my my day job is I coach. I'm a college volleyball coach in the Chicagoland area. Um, you know, what kind of drew me to the SFL and the coaching was, you know, COVID and, and everything that was going on right now. I was getting a little discouraged, you know, not being able to see my kids and, and impact their lives like I do. And I saw a, uh, you know, a news uh, interview with Johnny Pickler, who lives just like 10, 15 minutes away from me. And that kind of piqued my interest and, you know, then started doing some digging. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, this situation with COVID has been interesting for everybody. Um, and to know mm-hmm. that that has gotten you to have an opportunity with the league is awesome. I think it's I always find it really cool that you actually do coach in real life. Um, oh, never got to share that with you. You're getting it now. But I, I thought it was such a cool thing that you actually do coach in real life. And, and I think, again, you know, you wanting to be a coach in the league is, is going to be huge. And, and, and hopefully folks know what you bring to the table. Because, again, since day one, you've been an amazing person to get to know. So you I saw the SFL, that. you said, you. right? That, you said you saw the SFL. How did you see it? Was it a, a game that came on or were you scrolling to channels? How did that happen? So the way that I first saw it was one day I was scrolling through channels on the TV and, and saw it and was kind of like, oh man, they're, they're broadcasting a video game. That's crazy. Didn't think anything of it. Then saw this news story with Johnny Pickler and was like, all right, now I get it. Let me do some more digging. So went on YouTube, reached out on Facebook, kind of, you know, got connected in discord. And then, and then really that's kind of when it jumped off and really watched past broadcasts and and read everything in, in the chats and trying to, you know, better acclimate myself in the community and, you know, really kind of fell in love with it, you know, to to a point where my wife kind of gets on me a little bit about it, but it's all in good fun <laughs> and stuff like that. So, but she understands and she knows. And and I think, again, recognizing those women behind us, right? Like each, whoever's oh, yeah. partner has to be able to support how we do these things and my wife uh is a huge advocate of the show of my SFO, you know uh career and and me being in the front office and she supports it 100 percent of the way and without those lovely ladies or gentlemen you know whatever your your preference is it's again you need that support system because it would be very difficult to do all this to have a podcast to be on calls and prepping for games and doing all this <laughs> stuff without just your significant other saying i got your back do what you got to do and um oh, yeah. you have to recognize those lovely women who who definitely are there so what attracted you most, most to the SFL? so there's a lot going on you saw a interview 
Like, what attracted you the most? What really made you say, this is what I want to be a part of? You know, I think it was, I think it was the whole, you know, every young boy's, every young kid's dream to be a part of a video game, to either make money playing a video game or to create yourself and put yourself in that game. And that's what really drew me to it was it was a real life version of what I've done my whole life as a, as a person in playing video games is, you know, creating myself or, or watching myself or leading my team to championships and stuff like that. And, and to find a place that does that and gives you the satisfaction more so than an actual video game does, that's what really kind of pulled me in and drew me into it was, you know, being able to do what I think I'm good at in playing video games and creating franchises and helping teams get better and being and doing that at a grander stage. Yeah, and and I think again how much effort and time goes into this. You really do feel it. Yes, we're not you know, this is the first controlless esport game, right? That's always what we tell folks, but mm-hmm. there's so much that goes into it, right? From the preparation, from progressions, from playbooks, from simulating from watching the game, staying in contact with your with your players in your locker room, getting involved in outside activities such as podcasts or, you know, whatever it is, you know, there's so much that goes along with it. And, and I think, again, like, it, it's such a huge thing. And it, it, I want people to understand how much that we have to do the work on. But I think that's what attracted me to this because this was a real live um, franchise mode, right? Like, you mm-hmm. get yeah, to... Exactly create this whole experience for people and then put it out on the field and just like you would if you owned your own NFL team or you owned your own football team, right? You don't, you can't control what your players do on the field, but you can call the plays and, and practice the execution so you can be the best. But if that player makes a mistake or something happens, you have no control. Pretty cool thing. So let's talk about how'd you become a scout for St. Louis? How did all that come about? You know, that kind of came when when you and I first started talking, you know, on Discord and I started talking to St. Louis and Drew and Dwayne and Colin and, you know, really kind of got a good vibe from them and felt, you know, their passion and desire and and they were looking for people to help kind of bring up and and, you know, kind of change the culture and help the culture and and really move St. Louis to the next step. And that's something that, you know, I, I thought a lot about and, and really, really liked. And, um, you know, in my real life coaching, that's kind of my MO is helping and bringing up, you know, franchises that are down or programs that are down and helping them kind of get back up and get to a point where they're more successful than, than anything. And, just knowing that that's exactly what Colin and Dwayne and Drew were looking for that really kind of hit, you know, hit home. And I just basically said, you know, I have a marketing background, a video background. I'll do whatever you need me to do to help out. I want to learn how to coach. I want to learn how to scout. I want to do all this stuff. And it basically just led to, okay, we'll start, you know, scouting the offense and, learn more about the game and stuff like that and it's just kind of taken off from there 
Yeah, and and I do want to shout out Dwayne because I was able to speak to him yesterday after Dave accessed the show, and uh, he gave some really good insight. Him, Eddie Gage, uh, they were oh, amazing nice. yeah. yesterday on the after show and us all kind of speaking about how general chat goes and, and kind of you know when is it trash talking and when it becomes a little bit too personal and that kind of thing and, and so <laughs> yeah. I do want to shout him out and I think yesterday how much he does have passion for this league for the league for his organization and uh, I do want to give him a moment to shout that out because I thought that was really special to have those moments with those owners um, really getting to see exactly what they wanted to um you know what they wanted to accomplish so again very good stuff so what are you interested in doing with the league i know you're doing head of ab and i do want to talk about that a little bit later on mm-hmm. but <laughs> what, are, what are your interests in doing with the league you know it 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 starts up you know it started off with i want to be an owner i want to do this i want to do that then you know kind of understanding how the league works and and how things go it was all right. Let's get into coaching and and kind of work my way up and and really, you know, it, it it's that it's it's doing as much as possible and kind of being involved in as much as possible and learning as much as possible. And you know, one day down the road, if a team pops up or what may happen happens, you know, I want to be ready and 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 excited for the for the opportunity. But you know, basically just just coaching and helping you know make everybody's experience a positive one and a fun one and and one that you know they can continue to have is kind of what you know I look to do and and build upon yeah that's very important right like the overall experience um because mm-hmm. if it's not, then you can really turn off a lot of people and, and not wanting to play anymore. And you know, there's horror stories out there of, of people not having the same experience as other organizations, and you see them leaving towards those organizations that have that experience that players are looking for, where it's inclusiveness and it's a togetherness and it's a positive one that makes them want to continue with the league for for, for seasons on top of seasons, right? So I think that's a great oh, aspect to really have. Um, but so we're talking about coaching and stuff like what what side of the, of the ball do you prefer most are you a more of an offensive minded or a defensive minded guy you know I growing up when I played football I played quarterback I played wide receiver I played linebacker I kind of did it all um, but I think the way that my mind works then and now and and even being a coach now you know, offense is definitely the way that I like to see myself. I love defense and I love teams and the way that things are put together, but being able to create an offense that is dominant or one that is super, super smart, that's something that really, you know, that intrigues me. And, you know, when when we grow up and we're playing the video games, you know, especially the later on games when you can – super sim through stuff, you know, we're always doing the offensive side of the ball, whether it's in a baseball game or a football game or whatever, we're playing offense more than we're playing defense, at least in my opinion. So, you know, I like to think of myself as the general and head of, you know, an offense and, and kind of doing that. Now, saying if a team was like, we need you to learn defense and we want you to run defense, I would absolutely have no problem doing that because I want to be able to have 
you know, a full repertoire, a full, the full package, so to speak. So, yeah, and again, everybody has their preferences, right? Like, uh, I'm glad to know yours is offense, and you know, I would love to know what kind of style of offense you would really implement. I don't want you to give your your secrets, right? But <laughs> I want I want to know who do, who do you model your game after if you, when you when you do get the opportunity, coach. I don't want to say when, but when you do, like when you actually get the chance to, who do you mimic yourself as? Who's a coach that you really look up to? I look, you know, I look up to what Sean McVay does in in, uh, in Los Angeles, Andy Reid, of course, in Kansas City. Um, you know, being in Chicago, Matt Nagy here. You know, he he did great things in the first year. Last year, not so great, but you know the the high octane, you know, middle of the field. I love tight ends, and I love the, what they can do, both you know, in the pass block and in in the pass game or pass game and run game. So really kind of utilizing the tight end would be key in any kind of situation that I would be uh, running for sure. And I'm going to tell you, uh, Sean McVay, so I'm, for you to know, I'm a huge Redskins fan. Yeah. Sorry, not Redskins fan anymore. It's Washington football team. Got to get that in my <laughs> repertoire. Um, yeah, right. I, you there know, you I've go. seen Sean McVay, and I think he is a very creative, a, a new age creative offensive coordinator now yep. head coach course, that's he's very innovative and I have a fun fact about Andy Reid me and Andy Reid went to the same school same high school I graduated no from John Marshall High School in Los Angeles California and Andy Reid is one of the alumni to that school so fun fact for everybody so Dang. I actually have a very soft spot for Andy Reid for that reason even though at one time he was the coach of the you know Philadelphia Eagles which I hate with a passion anybody <laughs> in the East we got beef so they know that but I think again those those examples that you gave were really good styles to to, to kind of go for and having an aggressive they, they have aggressive and very um I don't want to even say complex just very intricate offenses that mm-hmm. get the job done right like look at Andy Reid just yeah. won the Super Bowl not too long ago so I think those are great mentors or great people to aspire to be especially in this league so um in your time so far that you've been in the league, what are some of the things that you learned um, in that in that small period of time? I mean, God, the sky's the limit, really. You know, it's you you get into the league thinking one thing and then realizing it's something completely different and and awesome, you know, in a, in a good way, and just you know seeing how inside the front office works seeing how day-to-day games work you know seeing how we do stuff on the content team and what we're looking to do and and you know there's just so much stuff that that I'm still learning to this day and will learn you know continue to learn for however long I'm I'm a part of the league and you know one thing one thing that I'll say that that's kind of really stuck out to me um, is how is how Drew in St. Louis how he handles people and how awesome he is at at doing that and, and kind of how I would want to model the way that I interact and and hold people accountable and and help people um, through the league. So you know th- those are those are kind of the things that have stuck out the most. Yeah. Well, like I said, those, those again, what I'm seeing in St. Louis has been, um, you know, again, very inspiring. 
Uh, I think if you don't, if you're not part of the organization, you may not see it the way that you get to see it with other people. But mm-hmm. I think uh, like Drew and Javier and all those gentlemen with the rookies that they brought in, I think definitely there's a foundational piece that's going to happen. And again, shout out to those gentlemen for the things they've been able to do for St. Louis so far. So uh, do you have a best SFL memory? Oh, man. I would, you know, I my best memory probably because and it's different because i'm not a player um you know my best memory i think would have to be so far week two um when we got our first dub of the season and you know just a crazy crazy way getting a pick six by by drew to to seal the deal you know that was that was really cool coming off of you know a tough game against louisiana and all the storylines that went with it in week one coming out in week two and bouncing back and, you know, fighting neck and neck to get the dub. That was, I think that was probably the coolest moment so far, Um, you know, on the field, off the field, you know, being named head of audio and video. Like we'll talk about that was, you know, really cool. Just, you know, like I tell my wife, you know, being, being wanted and being supported, that's, that's what, that's what, you know, makes you want to do more and work harder and, and be better. And, and getting that from the league from the jump has been been awesome. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, that's what, that's what really appealed to me about this league. It's just uh, there's some people in this organization, just in the league in general, that really do care about um, how you how you're, you feel welcome. And yeah. I think to really appreciate people's backgrounds and what they do and and make them really build on those skill sets it's it's the cool part about the league honestly like i think this whole experience for me has been amazing in the impact you know i don't i don't try to use the hashtag make an impact you know just like the league but it it speaks volumes of what we really do do on a day-to-day basis we make an impact whether you're like yourself doing you know audio and visual and being the head of that to you know cam allowing us to have this whole league to to go with with ashley jackson coach craven you know all all those people creating content for the league myself right like it it is really nice to feel included and people accepting what we do on a day-to-day basis and and i think that's pretty cool so i know we talked about some of the things again that kind of attracted you in the league and doing but do you have any goals that you want to be able to accomplish in the sfl yeah, I think, you know, for for my personal goals, you know, becoming a coach, helping, you know, lead a team to to the promised land, helping build a positive community within our team, that's something that that I look forward to doing down the road and 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 really putting, you know, a stamp on 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 the league, you know, as for you know, video and audio content, it's, it's making sure that everybody, you know, gets to flex their creative muscles and continues to, you know, spread their wings and really kind of develop what is a growing creative, you know, uh, team. And we have a lot of, you know, great stuff with audio with you and Ashley and coach and access and everybody else that, that does podcasts. I can't believe I forgot access. 
Oh my goodness! Don't kill me, Axis <laughs> Dave. That that's right. my fault. I was just yeah. on the show yesterday, and I meant to bring you. I'm sorry. But you you did something for right. Axis as well, right? Like you showed me some of the things. I think you you created the uh, some of the graphics, right? I did. Yeah, I created his little uh, his little motion graphic at the beginning of the show when the when the ticker the countdown ticker is going on. Um, you know that that's one thing that that I'm trying to trying to do and trying to find is ways to make our podcast more visual. Um, and, you know, it's finding graphics or getting things pre-produced and then put out rather than live or, or, or things like that stuff that me and Jeff, you know, Gagne are talking about trying to figure out and, and fine tune. But, you know, ultimately I want to be able to help, continue to build and create and help people enjoy this as much as possible because Cam has built this community that allows everybody to be creative and to do their own thing, you know, as long as it's respectful and in positive nature and stuff like that. And that's, I just want to be able to continue to do that and make sure that I'm helping people, you know, put their content out and get their name out there and, and build and and get seen, get views, get listens, get whatever, you know? Yeah, and I think that's a great thing, right, when you do something like that. That's why I wanted to pay it forward back to you, right? Like, for you, mm-hmm. you know, you're helping me create my graphics, right, for this show. And, um, yeah. and you have been nothing but kind since the day when I DM'd you. Said, hey, what are you interested in doing, right? <laughs> um and, yeah. and I want to give you that platform because I do one day want to see you be that coach that you want to be, do the things that you're inspiring to do because you're living that now and you're not asking for a dollar. You're not asking. You didn't even ask for this. I was the one that was like, hey, hey, Tom, you want you want to jump on the show? You know? <laughs> and uh, but that, that's the way that I felt like if even an owner or somebody were to listen to me, listen to, to the show and hear yourself saying, hey, I want to be a coach one day, um, you'll get that opportunity. Um Respectfully, right? Just because you actually care yeah. about what you do and how you do it. So, uh, thank you from I'm pretty sure from all the content creators out there, we do want to thank you. And I do want to shout out Ashley Jackson because she texted me saying she was listening to the show and she's sleep deprived. So, shout out to Ashley Jackson. Nice. Hey, how you doing? Shout out to <laughs> uh, And you were on the show too, right? Yeah. So you're putting yourself out yeah. there, Nat, like on your own. You were on Ashley's uh, podcast, which again, if nobody's seen it, go on YouTube and check it out. Or listen on on, um, on uh, Anchor, or you know it's on Spotify, Apple Music. Like listen out, right? But you were yeah. in there as well, and you putting yourself out there is it's, it's pretty cool. Hopefully those goals end up being the case. Now is is Access the only person you did graphics for, or have you done graphics for other people as well? I've done um, I've done stuff for St. Louis. Um, we I started earlier on in the summer. I started a docu-series right after the last dance kind of hit i was like i want to create this i want to do this unfortunately gotten crazy busy so i haven't been able to put out as much as i want but got a, got one episode out there pretty much just the beginning of the franchise and what colin did and put that out on youtube and it's and it's you know it's about eight minutes of talking to colin and and understanding what he went through and his journey through the league to where we are now um, and, you know, made some, made some graphic work for them, did some flyer stuff for them, um, 
did some stuff for social media, the social media team to start off uh, when I first joined on in the league and, and basically just kind of, you know, if anybody comes to me and says, hey, Tom, can you help me with a graphic? I'm absolutely more than happy to do that. And, you know, basically just kind of, like you said, paying it forward, just helping people out whenever they need help. So, yeah. And, and again, I think that's a, a huge resume so far of people that you've been able to help. And I'm glad to be etched with names when you say, hey, we'll get it done. I'm, I'll be happy to be one of those people that you've had that done. So how long have you been doing graphics for, though? Like, is this something you recently have decided cool. to pick up? Or is this something no, that... No, uh, no. This, this is years and years and years kind of in the making. Um, I, uh, I started off my professional career in television news and won a lot of awards doing doing that and kind of transitioned into the corporate world of videography and graphic design and um, just kind of been doing that ever since and you know I, I do a lot of marketing stuff now where it's a lot of flyer creation especially in real estate um, so I do do some of that so it's been been a long time a lot of years putting it in went to school for broadcasting and and stuff like that and really just you know self-taught along the way as well so wow that's, that's really cool you know I have a history in uh, audio engineering so it's not oh, the okay. same as broadcasting and know anything like that but um, I went to school about two years to uh, one of the art institutes here in the area art institute of washington at that time defunct yeah. now but um that's where i learned everything cool. and i bought a microphone and did all this thing so that's really cool that you're able to bring in those real life skills and the things that you've been able to build upon and, and bring them back into what you're doing now right um oh yeah most so, definitely i uh, i i interned it's funny because i interned at a radio station in chicago when i was in school because I wanted to be in radio. I wanted to do radio rather than TV. And it's just kind of how the cookie crumbled and kind of went the TV route rather than the radio route. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you, you know, radio has evolved. I think the oh, yeah. podcast give the power to, you know, the user, to us. We're able to make our own content. We're able to make our own shows and, 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 and really make this our own that you really sometimes can't do in a, in a real radio station right like the radio stations have to be appealing to the public audience and you're oh, not be, you're not always able to be creative my mother actually ran a radio station and she was um into like uh, event coordinating so i got to see that background aspect oh, cool. and the producers and everything else of the shows you got to follow a certain thing you can't always be controversial yeah later in the years controversy sold but they didn't really want that in the beginning. So to know that now you can create your own podcast and have your own audience and be able to speak, hey, I mean, TV's changing, but, you know, it's, it's still a great time for you to join radio if that's what you wanted to do, right? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've thought about it for years. Like, oh, is this something, you know, do I want to get back into it? Is this something I want to do? So, yeah, definitely. I, I feel you. Now, how did this whole becoming the head of audio uh, happen? I, I kind of got some of it when you were on a podcast on how you and Kanye mm-hmm. went, went for the same position, right? So you were going for the yeah. director of digital content. 
Yeah, for sure. It was. Uh, it's kind. It's kind of funny because I, I came into came into the Discord and came into the league and started doing stuff for Andy and the social media team and created some clips and some videos and and shot Cam a message and was like, Hey Cam, you know, what do you think of this? You know, your opinion means a lot. You know, any feedback is good feedback. I just want to help the league. Like I, I want to help it grow. And he loved it. And then that kind of, you know, blossomed into an interview for Jeff's role. And, and Jeff got the role and, you know, immediately right away, Jeff and I started talking and, Basically, you know, we have a joke between us is that, like, you know, aren't, aren't I glad that I didn't get it because now I get to have all the fun while Jeff gets to deal with all the nonsense. <laughs> so, it's you know, it's like the best of both worlds there where where I'm helping him out as much as I possibly can with everything. And then, you know, I can still do other stuff and, and, and kind of be involved and stuff like that. But, you know, it really was, it really was, you know, between between him and I and, you know, Jeff is doing a tremendous job and, and all the credit in the world to him for everything. And him and I are working closely trying to develop both, you know, the video portion of things and the audio portion of things. And, you know, I have over 10 years of video production experience and really just trying to find ways to incorporate video into the day-to-day SFL life and you know it, it, it it's definitely difficult but it's you know it's enjoyable and I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't enjoy it so yeah and this is awesome that you took this you know maybe the position wasn't you didn't get the position but you still made something out of it and you're still getting to be part of that experience like you wanted and yeah you know <laughs> jeff is always out there saying hey you know how can you how can we help this be a better experience and putting out fires and again if that's something that you may not want to be involved in yeah i mean it, it, it can be a little strenuous at the time so i think again what right. we're able to do is great and, and I'm excited for the future that you have going forward. So what were your thoughts of, of week four? How did you think week four went? Uh, was there anything that surprised you? Was there anything that really stood out to you? You know, there was a lot of, a lot of good games, um, you know, that went down and, and, you know, we saw some undefeated teams and, and, you know, we, us in St. Louis, we had, you know, a nice bounce back win against, um, you know, after we lost to Chicago and, and, you know, I know the work that we put in, you know, in the coaching room really paid off and, and, and it was just, it was a lot of fun to see it. That's for sure. Cause it was finally, you know, my first week of being official with the team and just seeing everything that kind of went down. So there was, you know, nothing really seemed to, you know, catch me off guard anymore with the league. Like, everything is crazy and awesome, and, you know, there's always close games, and there's, you know, there's going to be the one or two blowouts or something like that, but for the most part, you know, it's it's pretty high-octane, close, entertaining ball games every day. Yeah, and, and, and again, you know, I think something that really stuck out to me 
I think I was watching the documentary of the SFL and uh, Cam's really cool thing about this this league is that there's a cap for a reason. Teams win. Yep. It's not necessarily based solely on talent. It's also based on the strategy and the playbook that they put in and how they call the games. And even when you do a playbook, the game may even surprise you by pulling plays. You didn't even know what was possible in creating something really epic on the screen. So um, to know that that's kind of the case, yeah, you're right. And that's what I talked about in the beginning of the show. You can never, you may, people will still choose their teams based on trends, but you never know yep. what's going to happen in that game. And teams can win and, and teams can lose and you know, whatever the case may be, like you just can never really guess it. And I think the most accurate that I've seen so far of people, you know, who you got is maybe like six and three, but that's somebody that I know who said they had six and three, but it's not easy. Um so <laughs> right, exactly. like I said, uh there was a lot of great moments too, and I think you guys winning um against a very good team in Tulsa. Uh, is a huge, huge win for you guys and the organization and the coaching staff. So, what are your predictions in week oh, most five? Definitely. Oh, you know, week five. I, I don't want to go out and say that you know St. Louis we're gonna win, but you know I feel like I'm obligated to say that because that's my squad. That's who we roll with. You know, I just know that the work and and everything that we've put forward is is gonna pay off. You know, regardless if it's a win or loss and. And the way that I kind of coach in, in the real world is, you know, if if you go out there and you give it everything that you have and you put in, you know, 100% effort all the time and it's, and it's just not your day, it's just not your day. But if you yeah. go out there and you don't work hard and try hard and you lose, then, then that, that's a problem. And I know that the coach and staff and everybody involved, the whole team – Everybody's been putting in the work and, and grinding and and getting ready for this week. And you know, win or lose, I'm 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 excited to watch. And that you know that's coming from just you know a, a guy that that's helping the team out. And I'm part of the team, but I'm not a player. Um, but you know, I'm I'm excited to watch every single week, and I'm excited to watch every game of the week. Honestly, you know. I'm excited to see what Ashley keeps doing. Um, you know, they're off to three and one. They're playing great. Um, you know, I love keeping up with Louisiana and seeing what Gerald and, and, and Johnny have done. And Johnny's been, you know, very nice to me since coming on board and stuff like that. So, you know, it's everybody that I'm involved with and everybody that I've talked to, I root for. And that seems to be like it's every team in the league I'm rooting for. <laughs> because everybody's been so nice and, you know, and, and, and so great. And, you know, I know you guys have been grinding and working hard and I'm excited to continue to see your guys' growth. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy that I have sports I can watch every weekend. And I'm, you know, just, just excited to watch, period, plain and simple. Yeah, and it, I know you're going to be conflicted when uh, Louisiana and Portland play, uh, since you like both of us. So, yeah, um, I do. You know, I do. But yeah, you're right. Like, like I said, it's 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 great. It's it's a great experience from front to back, right? Like from what you see on mm-hmm. TV, the broadcasters to the stats team to uh, you know uh, the the coaches themselves, the players, like everything plays a factor. The creative content 
and like it's just so cool how much this community has really absorbed this idea of cam and really ran with it so i think that's pretty cool oh, yeah, and, and do you have anybody you ex- like do you do you have a game specifically that really sticks out to you that you're excited to see in week five Ha. I mean, off the top of the dome, nothing, I mean, outside of our own game, nothing really, you know, gets me, gets me overly, overly crazy excited, but that doesn't mean that there aren't games out there that, that I'm excited for. Basically, you know, like I said, I'm basically excited for everything. That's the, that, that's, that's what it comes down to. I'm excited to see just, just, just games, period, you know? Yeah. No, I get you, definitely. Like, it, it, it is an exciting week, and I, I feel like every week's an exciting week, and it's really hard to say, oh, this is not going to be a very good week, because, again, we have sports, we have football, but we also have these investments in teams due to personal or whatever it is, you know, financial, if you're doing crowd play. Um, that, again, it, it, it's, it's just awesome how, how every week plays out and how great they are. So, um, this is the floor is yours. Whatever you want to speak about, whatever you want to plug in. If you have any social media, which Discord name, like share those great things so people can reach out to you. And, and the floor is yours, sir. Oh man, you know, just much appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me on. Um, you know, I love to be able to tell my story. I love to to talk about myself. That's the easiest thing to do in the world. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I. I just am super grateful to be a part of a great organization like St. Louis and everything that they're doing to help me succeed as well as the whole team. Um, You know, big shout out to Ashley again for allowing me to be on her show the other night. Um, You know, big shout out to Cam for being a freaking genius and developing this league and, you know, just much, much love coming coming your way, man, for having me on. I, I really, truly appreciate it, and I'm, you know, here to help and here to help watch people grow, for sure. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, Tom, and that's what I'm saying. I, I want to share what you share with me, which is do something in, not to gain anything out, out of it, but to really help people grow in this league and have it, say their story and, 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 and say who they are, right? Because it's not the players that make this league. It's actually the people behind the keyboards. And when we get to share that, it, it becomes even that more personable and that more real uh, to us. And the friendships, I'm going to tell you, that I gained from this has been amazing. And, and the way that I have my relationship with uh, our owner and our OCs, uh, you know, our head, our actual OC and our assistant OC, like it's really great to have these conversations with people and then down to the players and getting to know what really makes them them and who they really are outside of here and celebrating real life situations i think it's so cool so again tom thank you did you say what your discord was i don't think you did did you no at at tom welsh it's just my name (laughs) i'm not (laughs) i'm not you know I'm a content creator. I'm a creative person, but when it comes to thinking of a name, I could only think of my name because I love I love hearing my name. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel you at, on that. At Tom Welsh, you know, if you if you want to reach out to me, reach out, say hello. Um, always always willing to help. Like I said, I appreciate it, Tom. Well, you have a wonderful evening. Thank you again. Um, you have a wonderful night. Okay. Thank you, you too, brother. Thank you.
So, folks, thank you again to Tom for spending the time with me tonight. Uh, we're going to get now to uh, into the shipyard uh, and, and hear some from our uh, front office about how the game went last week, what to expect this upcoming week. So we're getting to the shipyard, all hands on deck. It's a beautiful night tonight to have Jacob Bovet and Mel Davis here on the line with me today. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Pretty good, brother. What's going on, Nelson? How how you doing, my man? You know what? I'm doing good. You know, I, I don't know if you guys to hear the beginning of the show, but I broke a couple laws tonight to make sure I got here tonight for the show. Um, so, Jacob, I'll be sending you... My tickets, if uh, if I do have right. them, uh, <laughs> it's over to front office covered, and we'll bro. pay it with a corporate card. Thank you so much. So um, yeah, it's great you. to have you guys here tonight, and I appreciate you you always making the time every Friday night to spend a little bit with us and share with our fans and our listeners what's going on in our front office in the Portland Street. So the floor is yours. Well, Nelson, um, you know, it's uh, Playbook Night. So uh, Mel and I are uh, hunkered down and cementing playbooks and still watching some film. And, and uh, you know, I always have time for the uh, fleet fans. And, and uh, I just want to let people know, all because we're 0-4, we're um, it does not mean that we're still not pushing forward. We haven't phoned in the season. We are still pushing for that very first win and uh, it's going to be a special one, you know. Um, I say every week we're going to win, so I think we're going to win this week also. Um, and and I believe the uh, city of Portland is also ready uh, for this win. I know that the uh, OC over there who's uh, looking at me and looking at him, and we ready. You know, Mel puts in an astronomical amount of time um, as being the offensive coordinator. Um, I want to clear up any rumors that are out there. I know I wasn't here um, last week um, when uh, when we dropped the uh, assistant offensive coordinator of uh, of uh, Art Vandelay. Um, I just want to let the uh, Fleet family know that uh, Mel Davis is my guy. Um, he will be my offensive coordinator, and he tells me, Jacob, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, I have the most uh, belief in Mel Davis, and uh, I, I just want to let the, Afeet, the the Fleet family know that uh, Mel Davis isn't going anywhere, anywhere, anytime soon. And uh, that's uh, you know I, I saw some rumblings and and uh, heard some things, so I, I just wanted to uh, to address that. 
Yeah. Mel, uh, yeah, <laughs> I here, think that was, my, my, that was amazing from your owner to say yeah, all those that, great that was, things. That was, um, that was, that was amazing. Mel, work that you put in um, is, is hands down. I mean, you, you have one of the best work ethics, I think, in the business. Uh, every time you have a free minute, you're a big family man as well. So to know that you give your dedication as well to, as you do to your family, I wouldn't be on this journey and wouldn't be doing this podcast, you know, or this live show uh, and sharing what's going on at the front office. So, uh, talk about the Carolina game. Uh, how did how did uh, I know this is not the outcome none of us wanted, but uh, what were some of the great things in that game? Well, you take a step back away from the the game, and first and foremost, I want to thank Jacob, you know, for just giving me the opportunity, you know, and. We can go down that road another time and talk about it in more detail. But, you know, in my opinion, it's not the best, one of the best owners in this league. And uh, giving opportunities to uh, individuals who show the desire and show the, uh, the the passion to want to to learn this game, man, and, and be a part of it. You know, it, it was Jacob and I that sat down and we were talking about art who – uh, is our new assistant officer coordinator who showed an interest and really, really wanted to be a part of understanding what we're doing and uh, had an opportunity to talk with him and decided it was a good decision to bring him into the fold and uh, happy to have him. He's an excellent, excellent team member to the front office and really brings a lot of knowledge in terms of just his, his scouting skills and his desires of, of wanting to be a part of football. So I just wanted to say that. Uh, but as far as the Carolina game, we found ourselves in a unique situation. Uh, and I, I mean that from the context that I think uh, our players, myself, Jacob, you felt we had an opportunity to win that game. And, and we said this from the very beginning. We just want to be competitive. Being competitive gives you the opportunity to win a game, any game. And as long as we're putting that competitive aspect on the field, we're going to keep working and tweaking to, to help the uh, the different areas of our game improved. But the game itself was good. Carolina was tough. I felt our offense moved the ball a lot better than we have all season. Matt got back there and orchestrated some really, really good offense for us in some tough spots because I think it was the first drive of the game. He was backed up inside his own 10, and it was like third and 15. And I could hear the collective sighs from the fans just going, oh, no, here we go again. Because the week before, we had a rough week against uh, uh, Vegas and, and their sack master. But, you know, you saw the true determination of Matt South, who uh, I think doesn't really get the credit he deserves to be a quarterback in this league. I know he's been in and he's back, but Matt's real. And he's sitting in that pocket, man. He threw a laser 15 yards down the field for a first down and caught our man – uh, coming across the middle uh, uh, for a first down in June. And, um, that was an amazing play, you know, for us to, to show that resolve in that situation. And then as the game progressed, you know, we moved the ball. We moved the ball the best we moved it all season. We have to keep doing better. We've got to capitalize, and we got to punch it in when the opportunities uh, require. But we moved the ball down the field on that drive just inside the 10-yard line. We came up short, but we moved. Um as far as the, the overall offense, we're working. And, and Jacob's right. This is a constant effort, man. We're not – we're collaborating, we're working, we're talking, and uh, Art now being a part of that team, we're getting inside information. 
that means from the scouting standpoint about what a team's strengths and weakness appear to be. And, and we're just going to keep doing our best to put our best on the field. But I don't think any of us could have walked off that field uh, last game with our heads down. Uh, I know we all went to the locker room and told the fellas, hey, man, good game. And, you know, remember, we're going to continue to show the league who we are and what we're made of. Uh, when we lose, we lose. But we're not going to let that be a failure to the completion uh, as, and folding up our tent and saying we're done. It's just another building block in us getting stronger, understanding it, and an opportunity to show people we have a, a no-quit result. You know, we're resilient. We're resilient team. Resilient locker room. And, man, I wouldn't want to be on any other team right now. I enjoy being a part of this and, and building. But we knew that coming in. We had to build. You know, so I agree with Jacob. Each week we want to win. Each week we think we're going to win. And the, and the week we decide that we don't know that, or we don't believe that, well, that's the problem. And uh, I believe we, we can win this game uh, Sunday. So, you know, preparations will continue and uh, putting our best foot forward. And uh, shout out to, to the fleet team, man. A great group of guys that just come to play, support one another, and uh, give the best we can. You'll see us again Sunday, buddy. We're going up against Louisiana, so we're going to bring our best. I pray that best brings a, a W to the win column. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, that game, I, I do want to know your, how you see the opponent, right? Uh, you know, what we're preparing for. And, and just, again, you know, speaking a little bit about what you're excited about going uh, going against Louisiana at home in the shipyard. Um, but – before we go to that, Jacob, did you have anything to add about that uh, that Carolina game? Man, you know, the uh, boys were hungry. Um, you know, the, the uh, front seven got after it. The uh, no-fly zone, the, the uh, DBs and their picks. You know, one thing that, that I've noticed in these last games, um, nobody really wants to throw deep on. That tells me one thing, that the league is afraid of Shaw Allen and Dakota. They are afraid to throw deep because of those two monsters in the backfield. Um, it also shows that uh, Chris Stotch, Bob Funk, and uh, Derek Majors, uh, no one really wants to throw against them. If you see what the league is doing, if you see what, what the teams are doing uh, after what Denver did to us, you know, the short outs and, and, and the little dicks and dunks and, and everything else like that, it's because they're afraid to go deep because when teams go deep on us, what happens? A, the, the front seven, the best front seven in the league, and that's just me not saying it, statistics are saying it, that the best front seven in the league will either A, sack you, or B, make you cause a pick. And uh, in every single game that we have played today, we have had one or three picks or four picks so our our boys are hungry, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with uh, Carolina, or not Carolina, but uh, uh, Louisiana, and I just have to say one thing: Batman and Robin, or Batman and Superman, are coming for you, Pickler, and that's all I got to say. Awesome, <laughs> and, and and again, you're right. You know, I think um, our team is very resilient. Being in that locker room, uh, there after game you feel the the best out of our team. And that's crazy to say, but the uplifting words, the uh, leadership in that locker room who says, hey, guys, pick your head up, 
get ready for the next game. It's going to be a good one. And seeing the growth that has been able to happen since week one to now, I, I think it's it's been amazing. And um, I'm really excited about this Louisiana game. This is this is a team we played twice this year. Um, and and those comments, you know, came from Pickler himself when when we drafted uh, Gary the Beast Bernie. Um, who was leading the league uh, at that time with uh, sacks in the minors. So well, I, I uh, now remember the comments were made before we drafted Gary. He said you're going to have to bring Batman or something to that effect. And no sooner than that we drafted Gary, and he's like, uh oh. He said I said that, and now they go draft a leading defensive tackle or a sack man in the league in the SFLM or something. So it was interesting commentary, you know, it's interesting commentary, and and I think Gary kind of took that to heart, and he wants to show up and, uh, you know, put up the the Batman sign and see what happens on Sunday. You know, it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> Gary wants to eat, Mal. Gary wants to eat, and and as <laughs> me being the uh, defensive coordinator, I got to feed Batman. You know, I also ha- have to feed Superman. And uh, they will eat. I promise you, they will eat. This, oh, they're this, coming, this, man. This the Sunday. guys are ready. The guys are ready. You know, each game they we are. get stronger. Each game we, we learn something. We talk about it. We try to build upon it. We grow from it. And, and it's a growing process. And I think what's so special is to be a part of a group of guys that get that, understand it, and want to be a part of that. And, and uh, they're showing that. And, and we talk about it in the locker room all the time, man. Each week is another opportunity just to show up and show out to who we are as a team, win, lose, or draw. You know, we win, we got to stay humble. We got to get that win to taste that humbleness. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, right now we're in the process of learning and growing what it's like to come close to that win and not get it, but still get up and go back to the table again. And, and that's a growth process. It's a good building block. You know, yeah. and I'm gonna tell you this: uh, Louisiana team is, is somebody I look do I do look forward to. Uh, they're three and one. Uh, they do have talent in in, in different places, like Reggie Streeter, uh, who I used to play with before in New Orleans. Um, Tank Bennett. They have some really good players there, and, and you know, uh, oh, they do. I think Make no kind of recognizing that, that what they've been able to accomplish is huge, and that would definitely be a great building block if we get that win. Um, against a team like Louisiana and, and, and be able to build off of that win. So um, anything else to add uh, that going into those that, this game? Well, for me personally, I think, the, again, the most important thing, and I say to the fellas and, and remind myself of, is let's just go give our best. Let's bring it. Let's be ready. And uh, make sure that when we leave, we leave with respect. That's what's key. You know, bring our best, put something competitive on the field, and leave with respect. The wins will come. And uh, when they do start to flow, you know, you're going to have this basis for which I feel we've built this entire shipyard on. We've built it on a basis of, of, of knowing what it is to be on that other side and not wanting to essentially go back to it. So, you know, we'll stay humble, we'll stay hungry, and we'll keep, you know, bringing it every week, man. And that's what we're looking to strive to do. So I think we'll do it. I really do. Yeah. And and I, I do think so, too. Like I said, this is a – seeing how, how much of uh, a gap we close when it comes down to our game, I, I think that 
something that speaks volumes about this team. You know, we have the most rookies of any organization, yet we're able to do some some pretty monumental things. And uh, to Jacob's point, this, this defense likes to eat, and this defense is uh, is not just saying that, but they back it up with their stats. And they have a very, you know, you watch our games, and they're very exciting. I mean, I'm not looking at it even on the biasness of that we're part of this organization. I'm looking at it just as a fan to say, wow, this is an exciting defense to watch. And every play is exciting because you get to see what, what that defense gets to do. That we, we, I think me and Mel have talked about how much that is like, uh, like the 2000 Ravens. Uh, it's something special and epic. And, and when our offense, you know, is going to be at that same level. And I know, Mel, you've been working, you know, every every chance you get to always improve. And I really do co- commend you on that and, and really want to say, hey, that that's very inspiring as, as a leader of this organization to keep myself pushing as as hard as that you push yourself on trying to be uh, bring the best offense out on the field. Yeah, we, we do. You know, it's, uh, it's a tough league, you know. <clears throat> Go ahead, Jake. Uh, yeah, you know, Nelson, everyone want, wants to spotlight, you know, on the defense and me being the, the, the defensive coordinator. Um, what I really look at being the head coach, um, the owner, is I really watch the offense. Why? Because offense puts points on the board so, so that the defense can look good. Um so I, I'm excited for this offense, you know, especially after seeing it last week against Carolina. Um, you know, I, I, I love watching Art Mandalay just reach out and catch balls. Um, I love Gene Valentine reaching out and catching balls, balling out like, like I know those two can. You know, I, I love it when uh, Connor um, does the same thing or, or even when John Truesman truly comes into form like he did kind of, uh, last week, you know, running the rock. Like, like we know John Truesman can run the rock. But I think what, what really stood out for me in this game uh, last week, and I believe he would do the exact same thing, is the one and only Matt South. Matt South in this league is a gem. He is a diamond. And the league is not giving Matt South and this offense enough credit. Okay? And so... When this happens, when the offense starts putting up points on the board, I'm going to be out there saying, I told you so. I told you so. I told you I believed in Matt South. I told you I believe in Mel Davis. I told you I believe in my offense. Because once the offense starts clicking, and this may sound cocky, but, you know, people know me and some people don't, but when this offense starts clicking, the league is put on notice. Wow. Those are real words there, Jacob. And, and again, uh, gentlemen, I appreciate it. We actually have one of our fleet members now on the line, uh, Frank Champion. He's calling in to uh, share a little bit about himself. Frank, if if you're listening, you can now uh, say hello uh, to your owner and uh, your offensive coordinator. What's good? What's good, guys? What's going on? Oh, what's Frank. going on, Frank? The beast. The beast. Frank Champion. I yeah, mean, so I mean, I I think I do all right on the field. We do it. We we're doing all right. <laughs> Brother, you humble man. You are way too humble, my man. Uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, are yeah. way too humble. 
Oh, man. And, Frank, I appreciate you making the time brother. Yeah, we we appreciate you making the time. I'm glad you had me out, dude. So, uh, again, uh, Jacob and Mel, if if you don't mind, and uh, Frank are going to continue talking. If you want to be listening on, go ahead. But, uh, Frank, how you doing? I'm doing good, brother. I'm I'm doing good. It's It's been a long day. I've been up since uh, about 5 a.m., had to record uh, one of the broadcasts for the ASB. But um, long day, had to work, just put the kid to sleep, finally getting to relax and chit-chat with you. So it's good. You know, uh, I'm going to tell you, if you um, (laughs) heard earlier in the show, man, I had a crazy night tonight. Uh, This show almost didn't – I don't even want to say that. That's – it, it was going to be delayed, all right. And uh, I, I hit you uh-huh. up just to give you that that kind of like, hey, give me some time because <laughs> I'm still here at work and I made a uh, almost 50 minute commute into a 30 minute commute. So just to get here wow. to, to wow. get that opportunity to say, hey, I get to interview uh, Frank Champions and uh, again, Frank, I, I think um, I, I don't want you getting speeding team. tickets now. Don't get speeding tickets. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jacob said it earlier. He said he was going to pay. He said he was going to pay my tickets, you oh, okay. know, just, just for the love. So if owner, of the if love the owner got passion. you, we good then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he said yeah, he got a corporate good. card and give me, okay. give me the best lawyers. I'll be out by tomorrow, right? So, um, but I, <laughs> word, I did want to, to to put you on this platform because I think, again, people don't know the great things you're doing, not just for the league and, and for us as, as Portland, but what you're doing for yourself. Um, we're doing some great things with the ASB, and um, and and I, I think I wanted to give you that opportunity to speak of that as well um, a little bit later on the show. And and I do want to see you too. I, I normally call you Frank the Tank Champion. Um, I didn't know if you wanted yeah. to stick with that, if you like that, or if you're like, nah, I'm not really feeling the Frank the Tank. But I think your first game uh, really spoke like about who you were, who you are, and what you were going to bring this season. And uh, that linebacking crew in Portland is nothing to mess with. So, um, again, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is who's Frank Champion? All right. So, I guess I could start not that far back, but we'll do, we'll we'll go to when I uh, start when I was wrestling a few years ago when I was a professional wrestler. I think it all started then. Um, I've always had this like uh, what's the word I want to use here. I've always had this urge to entertain, you know what I mean? Like, to put on a show in front of a crowd. So professional wrestling was the craziest outlet. Because before that, I used to rap. But, you know, a kid from New York in his teens, not going to go to college. What's he going to do? I'm not playing football uh, for college. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start making music. So I made music. That didn't work out. Started wrestling. That really got I got really successful with that, and it brought me other outlets, and I met a lot of uh, gamers in that community. And I always played video games, but I never um, really dove into it until I started talking to my guys in the locker room about video games and such. Like my tag partner was so big into video games, and he was the one because he's younger than me to be like, man, streaming streaming's a cool thing. And I'm like, man, I should probably look into that because I wasn't wrestling anymore. So I was like definitely should get into some kind of gaming stuff but definitely with sports and that's how I found the SFL really and and that was I can't remember the year exactly now but I think my guy my 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 guy on the field 
is about six years pro, six seasons in, or something like that. He's a Ooh. veteran, and yeah. he balls out, man. He's balled out everywhere he went, and that's why I'm so proud. Uh, my name is on that man there because he goes in on the field, and now on Portland, a place I didn't expect to be, didn't expect to come to Portland at all. And I'm sure you're going to ask me how, and I'll tell you. So um, <laughs> I'll tell you when you ask. I'll, I'll let you, you know, I'll let you do your thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to jump ahead. I'm just going to let you do your thing. But, no, um, but you know what? It yeah, was so captivating in what yeah. you were saying that you could have continued on. And I was like there with you. I was like, yo, me and Frank, I'm, I'm there with Frank right now. I see the journey. And it's really cool that it came through wrestling. Were you wrestling under the champion? But wrestling, wrestling moniker was Frank champion. Yep. It was. Oh, uh, all right. It's so the, me, the and my, me and my boy. Player. From yeah. wrestler to, to football player, pretty much, because that's what I did. So, I'll tell you some crazy thing I used to do. You, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like sort of viral. I don't think it's really viral. I used to play in a football league in New Jersey, where they play with no pads and tackle, full-on mm-hmm. contact tackle football. I used to play in that league, but now it's called the uh, it's called the A seven FL. So, and that's a that's a real man seven on seven tackle football no pads in New Jersey it's it's Oof. sort of popular out here in the Northeast called the A7FL so if anybody's watch, uh, listening in they can google that and they'll see that it's no pad tackle I used to play in it it was called town beef because you literally came with your town to play another town in some like backyard version street football version tackle no pads wow that's crazy I learned something new I think I, I definitely would be uh, searching YouTube and, and probably being up real late at night trying to look at so, all this stuff. So here's the, here's the crazy thing. I don't know if we've ever been preempted because I haven't caught uh, a lot of the SFL this season. I'll be honest, but they're on 11 sports with us. Oh, wow. So if you ever <laughs> turn on 11 sports when the SFL isn't on, if there's other football on, it's the A7FL. Wow. That, or some that's like a college, crazy some connection. College stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's some, that's, that's some that's crazy connections. For me, for me, you know, just sitting in my house and I'm on my phone and it's like 11 sports. I'm like, 11 sports? Isn't that what we're on on the SFL? And, I'm, and I turn and we're on. I think it was like Mexico City was on. And I'm like, they're on the same network? They came on on like Mondays at like 8 o'clock. Wow. So both football leagues that I've been a part of that I've played in were there. So it's it's just mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a crazy connection, and, and how that all kind of connects with you is even crazier. And uh, yeah. I think the wrestling yeah. thing, yeah. too, you know, growing up watching wrestling and, and that kind of uh, world that that was in, it was a fun world to be in, right? A lot of the storylines yeah. and impact to this yeah. day, and I think it's really hard to um, kind of... And I've heard there's kind of been a renaissance recently in mainstream wrestling, right? Um, but mm-hmm. it, it's very interesting to see how those storylines from back in the day have played factors in people's memories. You know, NWO yeah. and all these DX and of these memories all, all resonate in your head and it's like crazy and how much that impacted and, and put people in their positions where they're in now. So um, let's get into the SFL story now, right? So uh, how did you yeah. uh, get to, to your SFL and, and where you're leading off to now in, into Portland. So how did it all start? All right. So I can start it from 
I can give you this right here. So I can thank having a daughter for the reason why I found the SFL. And I'll explain to you why. So I, you know, you, you get a girl pregnant. I got my wife pregnant, right? We got pregnant. She had our baby in 2016. So that has to be around the time when I started. So you'll see. 2016. You know, she had the baby August 26th. Her birthday's actually coming up in like two weeks. So happy birthday to my daughter. She's happy not listening. She's sleeping right now. <laughs> happy birthday, Rocky. That's her name, Rocklin. We call her Rocky. So happy birthday, girl. Um, she's going to be four. <laughs> so 2016 was around the time that I started with the SFL because she was like, in her early months, you know, six months, seven months old, and I was playing no video games. <laughs> Before that, <laughs> I was always playing NCAA football 14. I had a dynasty. I think I used Syracuse, and I've had, like, crazy dynasties with that team. And I always played a whole lot of sports video games. You know what I'm saying? One of my favorite games was All-Pro Football 2K8. I was one of the dudes where I'm from that, like, the only dude who had the game. So I knew how good the game was, even though it didn't have the current pro rosters. But I used to remember there was ways to get the pro rosters, because, you know, you look that stuff up, of course. Yeah. And it showed me other people customizing their own leagues in the game. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. And then I found that trailer. It's not a trailer. It's like a documentary. It's a mm. documentary of the SFL. Yeah. It's on Cameron. Cameron yeah. Irvine. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that yep. one. You know That's what I'm talking one about. I think every, that I everybody's yeah. seen that one. <laughs> I feel like everybody's seen that one that, that's in the SFL. Because when something that always stuck in my mind, because at then he was like the only commentator. Like he did the big game on like Monday nights. Yeah. I remember that. That was a few years ago. Before the whole, they got the whole commentary team now. So he used to be the only one, and he used to just go in on every game, and it was just a, a, a beautiful thing to hear. And I was just like, yo, I got to be a part of this somehow. You could be a player. Boom, submitted my dude. And then the rest is history. I got picked up by Vancouver, um, Andy Hamilton over there. This is why I came to this team, you know what I mean? Because it reminded me of going to Vancouver. We were an expansion team. And the majority of the team was all rookie players. And we made it to the semifinals of that playoff. Wow. After starting, starting 0-4. After starting 0-4, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. After starting 0-4 in Vancouver, you can ask anybody who played. Andy, there's a running back named Ivan Sanchez. He doesn't play anymore. Tom Pepper, the quarterback. We went from 0-4 to uh, seven and five to into the playoffs and losing to Mexico City on the last drive of the game or something like that from my remember in the, in the game and wow. they went on and scored the next way down and they went to the championship and then they beat the Chicago Wildcats in the championship man what what a season that was your first that was season a great in the league season. the first season in the league wow. you know what I'm saying first season in the league and we're but lucky I, to have you on the team frank because uh, uh, i'm hoping you rub that uh mojo from that season to this season for real yo listen this is why i'm not see i you know in the locker room you know i'm doing the asb thing so you know i don't talk much in the locker room but i yeah. i watch when we're on i watch and i know 
stuff ain't really working right now for us, even on both sides of the ball, not just offensively. Offensively, we're getting there. We looked pretty good um, last week. And I know we're yeah. playing Louisiana, right? Yep. And Louisiana's got a good record. They're 3-1. and one. So I haven't seen any of Louisiana. Yep. But I do know my old teammates on Louisiana. Melanchip. Yeah. From Florida. So and he's a good safety. He's a, he's just a beast. So and, 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 yeah, that game is game. going to be, it's going to be a huge game for us um, because they're doing so well. Um, it's, it's going to be a good challenge, right? And we talked about how each yep. week you see the progression in the team. Each week you see the growth of every single player. And really the, the first game you saw the, the, the vets, you, Amon, Mel, uh, really taking the lead for these rookies. And then these rookies now coming into their own with, you know, Derek yep. Majors and Chris Stotch. And, you know, uh, you got Dakota balling out. You got Shaw Allen balling out. You got uh, Bob Funk balling out. You got, your you know, your yep. front line who is eating. You know, it's just great to how that's the that's that's something that every game I look forward to is how exciting our defense is, and it's it yeah. puts a smile on your face, right? Like when you guys do really I see, well. I see how good we're doing really good on defense. One thing I love is I love our orange jersey. I'm the big yeah. jersey guy. Yeah, big big on uniforms. I like I like when I was in Vancouver the blue with the gold trim, and I like this one yeah. that orange, just like dolphin orange, like Bronco orange almost. Like, not old school Bronco orange, maybe like dolphin orange. It's like a lighter orange. It's a very nice yeah. uniform, nice jersey. We yeah, and you there. know, <laughs> if I there. tell you what the original was, uh, it's like night and day, right? Uh, the color mm. scheme and everything that. Another team to this, it's night and day, but I'm really glad we went with this one um, because it was that, that pop. I think that's key. Is that yeah. is that orange pop? Yeah. It's not really see too much yeah, in the league at totally the moment. Totally different from everybody else. Yeah, and and the color schemes and and the, and the ways you can kind of work all those together. Yeah, they were they were really good influence, and, and you do get that old Broncos feel from the uniforms themselves. Mm-hmm. So, um, yep. so Frank, what, what's a fun fact about you? Like, what what is something you would uh, share? Uh, oh, actually, we didn't even finish the story. You 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 just told. I'm so sorry. You won the championship, well, and then what happened? happened? Uh, we we were talking about how your first season you won the championship, and uh, I didn't oh, get no, to no. let we, you finish the rest. We almost won the championship. We almost won. The almost. Championship. I'm sorry. Almost won the championship. Yeah, we got so, to the semifinals. It was a good game, yeah. though. So what happened after that? So how did you end up going to Florida uh, after Vancouver? We had a lot of losing seasons in Florida. Not in Florida in Vancouver a lot in a row like I think we made the playoffs maybe one more time in the next like four seasons like we made it to mm-hmm. the playoffs and then we didn't make it to the playoffs the next three seasons that was season four so that I spent two seasons in Florida that was kind of crazy because I didn't expect to go to Florida but going to Florida was pretty awesome was that were they still Florida at that time or were they Alaska? They were Alaska. They were Alaska. Oh man, so you was going. They were, to they were like three time champs, three time yeah. champs, Alaska. Yeah. yeah, I came, but I felt like um, I felt like Carl Malone on the Lakers. 
That's what I felt like. To be no, <laughs> no cap, no cap. I felt like Carmelo Lakers because they had their chips. You know, these are comparisons. They had their chips. Yeah. I was trying to get my chip. You know what I mean? And then yeah. I just got on the team on the latter part. Some other guys left. Some other pieces left. And our version just wasn't good enough to win the ring. But I thought we were ill. I watched a lot of our Alaska games that first year. Yeah. And yeah. Ron and, Cox and they had that reputation too. A beast. It, it, I'll tell you, like, the reputation of Alaska, th- that organization, and then, again, now that Florida has a strong reputation yeah. of, of a winning culture and uh, some pretty good squads. And then we, we, I think you were telling me you, you were thinking about retiring. And uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Jacob contacted you. and was like, hey, you, you know, this is who we are. You know, we want to extend and see if you're interested in coming to play for us. And uh, he... Yeah was able to to you to not go into retirement which has been a, great for us because you've been just falling out like crazy and to know that uh, stat wise you can even verify this you're one of the better uh linebackers out there with with counterparts yeah. in the line with you so that that's that's pretty dope um you know so yeah, how, how does that happen you know that and and was it just because of the similarities amongst us in Vancouver when you first started? Is that what appealed to you to come to Portland, or or why Portland? So when Jacob uh, hit me up, and I'm like, okay, I was they literally this is how I'm gonna say it. If if this was IRL, they literally grabbed me off the couch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. He was on the couch. He was good. He was all right. He played his he played his years. He was good. But then Jacob hit me up, and I'm like, Portland. I was like, that's an expansion team, ain't it? And then he was like, yeah. I was like, all right. If I'm if I come to this expansion team, he's got to be ready to go week one, because Vancouver. I think this is what I'm not I'm not um, very in Andy's way, but I always started back to bronze. You know what I'm saying? As far as going up, I'd always get the gold. Next season, I'm back down to bronze. So you had to build a guy. All the way back up. Yeah. Every season. I said to myself, if he's going to come back, he's got to come back ready to go week one. That's the only way I'm going to think he's going to be able to keep up with the newer guys in the league. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, yeah. he played his years. I said, he's got to come back strong week one. If he <laughs> yeah. doesn't, he's just going to be slacking behind behind the rest of the guys behind Portland. And I don't want to do that. I want him to come correct week one. And he has been. What do you get, 14? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what he needs to do. And that's exactly what's going on. So that's why I said that's the only way he comes back is that the the, the stats be, the, 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 the racks be rated high. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, you made such a noise when we signed you. Um, you and Amon were, uh, were two mm. very, very big signings that I think uh, people were, for you, was shocked. And for Amon, I think yep. it was knowledge. Like, I think people were like, I didn't even know he was available. And then I was just like, man, mm. like, that, that's, it's such fate. And then same thing with you to know that you were just thinking about, you know, maybe I should hang it up. And then you give us a yeah. chance and, and say, hey, let's, let's do this. And you're part of 
to me, the most exciting defense in the NFL. And that's no cap. There's no, yeah. you know, hey, trying right. to just oh, blow us up. No, I'm, I'm being serious. Every single time I watch our, our games and I see our defense play, it's amazing on how all those parts move. And I'm going to tell you, Frank, we simmed with so many different scenarios with you in it. We signed you. We signed them on and, and really trying to build the defense around those, you guys the linebackers right mm-hmm. that's such a crazy yeah, concept yeah, yeah. because you guys were our big our best asset at you know at that time you got we put the most money into there we had to build mm-hmm. a team of, of people who were just as hungry as you guys were and wanted to build off because we knew you guys would make other players better and it just all ended yeah. up working in, in that in that fate but i just remember reading articles about people being like, wow, you know, sign Frank Champion. Oh, wow, they signed Amon Tate. Oh, wow, they signed Mel Davis. You know, and, and at that time, Mel <laughs> was uh, the uh, defensive player of the year. So yeah. to hear that that was kind of the story that Portland built, I mean, you made headway. And I, I think that's pretty cool uh, to that you did that and be able to have you on the show. It's a pleasure, man, for real. So uh, what, what made you Appreciate choose it. to be a, a linebacker? So here's the funny story. When I when I first signed up to play in the SFL, I wanted to play on offense. I wanted to be a tight end because in in IRL IRL I'm an offensive lineman. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was just like, oh, I want to catch passes. Let me catch passes in the SFL. So I wanted to be a tight end. But then got approached. I was because back back when I when I came in, it wasn't fancy like it is now. Now it's insane. Yeah. Now it's some real, really nice stuff. It's got a draft, TV presentation. You can get in a minor league where you get more run while the league's going on. It's, it's, it's such a great thing. So back when I went, you just submitted and you had to pray uh, a team pick you up. You know what I mean? And you had yeah. to earn yourself on the field. You had some scrimmage games, but it was like one or two. It was one, actually. It was one scrimmage game, and then boom, the season came. So, and yeah. he was, you know, bronze tier at the time. You know, that's old school speak now, bronze tier. <laughs> bronze tier <laughs> you at know, the time. but I'm going to tell you, I talked to Cam, and he shared. Uh, there's going to be a segment I'm going to have, which is going to explain the history of the league from season one to now, right? Um, because mm-hmm. I feel that. Uh, there's two things that are end up happening, right? Rookies, we we weren't there when when those people were there. We didn't see the evolution of the league. So I think for those people coming into this league at this stage, they can still understand their history, understand the vets and the people that are in the league, and then it also right. allow vets to share that information and, and kind of feel like they're part of something that and, and not of a forgotten history, but it's just a part of something even bigger. Um, so just working on that and knowing the growth and how you guys used to progress. And I, I think it was like an email system. There wasn't even a discord. Um, that's crazy that it, it made it. Yeah. I think it was just an email situations. Yeah. That's uh, can you imagine? I don't even check my email now. And if this yeah. would have been now where this would have <laughs> happened, it may not even have succeeded as moving, just simply no. moving to discord made it more accessible to everybody. And um, yep. the thing that we have in common is that we were, I, I was a linebacker at one time. So when I came into oh, yeah? the league, 
yeah, I was approached. I, I put my intro up there in, in New Orleans at the time, the New Orleans Pharaohs, uh, Xander Gold, who's now mm-hmm. with the Fort Worth Toros. Um, he hit me up and said, hey, do you want to be part of scouting and whatnot? And I said, yeah, you know, it's an opportunity. Let's do it, right? So I did that and mm-hmm. told me about being a non-contracted linebacker. And, and I was like, sure, you know, that this gives me an opportunity to get into the league because I was like, this is a cool concept. How do I move up in it? And um, yeah. did that for all season 14. And then season 15 came around and I got put into the minors and I was put on to Ann. I played the first game with Ann against uh, the Madison Lynx, which, which Derek Majors is, used to play for. And uh, it, it was an amazing experience. And you got to meet rookies who were either in the same uh, knowledge level as you or people who were maybe a little bit less, but you had coaches who were knowledgeable enough to kind of guide you. And it made it a great experience. And you got to uh, build off locker rooms that were similar to you. So when they got into the majors with us, um, it was crazy, you know, they, they're starting to make headway and make moves, and this class of rookies has, have done things that I think in history haven't really been done in the SFL, uh, which I find really cool to even be a part of. Um, so, after that, uh, the opportunity of GM happens, and we're here. We're here now, and I was right. able to get a player who was our tight end, who will eventually be as good as you, right? Um, but we'll take time. Yeah, but I made that sacrifice to be in this position to experience this, to have a podcast, to be able to speak to my players and, and get to know you guys as people. That was the whole concept of this right. as well. And if nobody, mm-hmm. everybody knows Frank Champion, the player, because of the, the <laughs> monumental career you've had so far and you're going to have, right? Um yeah, I think it's really Damn right. Cool. Like I think, <laughs> I think it's great stuff. So, uh, and that's how you and me are, are are connected in that similarity. So, who who did you model your player after? Anybody? Like, was there a linebacker that you felt, whether in the SFL or in the NFL, that inspired the the Frank Champion we see today? I don't. I couldn't say I modeled him after anybody in particular, but I guess you can compare him to any when he started any kind of very tall middle linebacker like I made like a prototype player I think he was 6'4 he started off 6'4 like 265 that's pretty big for a linebacker and I was playing outside and inside in both uh, Alaska and Vancouver so I was always moving around playing some kind of linebacker so I mean it's just, it's just, I don't know. He just, he could play both ends. You know what I mean? Six yeah. four, oh, oh, definitely over 250. So I can't, and I'm I don't gonna know tell who you, to compare him to. What kind of NFL player that's that linebacker size? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And But it's just like the athleticism that you bring and the aggressiveness, it's, it's nasty, Yeah. right? And I hit mm-hmm. you up, I remember after that game that you were just dominating, that you got your interception in, I was this is, this is crazy that this is this is yeah. what came to be um, because it, I, I I've compared you guys to the 2000 Ravens like that defense yeah yeah that's, that's has, one of my has, favorite defenses yeah it's the definition of defense for me right like I, I didn't grow up you know seeing the Iron Curtain and and all that stuff right like 
I grew up on this. So, like, yeah. seeing yeah. it, you know, really influenced me. And, and then knowing that that's how I wanted my player to be when I was a, a linebacker, it's so crazy to see. And, um, you know, inspiring. That's what I'm saying. Every game you guys play, I always end up being excited, not just because I'm part of the organization, but because you guys are that damn exciting to see. So, um, I know you kind of talked about, I think you said how many years you, you were in the league. What What is that actual number? So your daughter's four. So it's four, she's going on four. So it's four years almost in the league that you've been with uh, with yeah, NFL. Four, four. Sorry if you hear that dog right now. I'm outside. <laughs> okay. He started barking out of nowhere. That's, that's my neighbor's dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> that uh, how many it's years, right? right? So, how many years? Yeah, how many years? How many? Is, <laughs> it's, it's going on four, right? Yeah, so I think that's like seven. Seven SFL yeah. seasons. It'll be eight if I go to winter. Because I think I started yeah. in winter. That, that's crazy. Like, that's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's He's just crazy to know. He's got to be a baller. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? And to continue to be a baller, I think, again, like... That that's the that's the crazy part because I do in this beginning of this whole show I, I always go over the, the the leaders right the leaderboard and the mm-hmm. events or whatever is the first thing that the system wants to auto generate and uh, you normally you and Mel and and that's awe inspiring to know that man the best linebackers and Amon takes has his games too he's been. Right. Amazing on his side as well. Like you can't really go either way because you're either gonna run into champions, you're either gonna run into Mel Davis, or you're gonna either run into Amon Takes. So mm-hmm. I think again, what we're seeing is very exciting. And, and again, the veteranship you bring, it's really cool to kind of hear your side of that story and your journey in general, going from Vancouver to Florida and now to Portland. So um, those for yourself for the season for your you know, career like, have you accomplished everything you wanted to accomplish in that in that period of time, or is there still things that you're striving to do uh, within the SFL? So, I think he's definitely definitely at his run, definitely at his run. But I feel like as long as he continues to contribute, we always got a chance. I mean, I'm just looking at these scores right now. I just had it up for our team, and we're never really out of games. Never, you know what yep. I mean. So, I know, I know it just means we're not clicking somewhere. You know what I mean. Whether it be offensively, whether we, we lack on defense, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. We're lacking somewhere. You know what I mean. As a team, you know what I mean. When I say we, you know. So yeah. until we can get that right, and I'm sure we will. It takes a while. Like I said, I've been through this. That's why I wanted to go through this to see how it works again. Because it was yeah. uh, Vancouver. We went 0-4. Things were not looking well. We were doing we were doing good defensively, but offensively, a lot of sacks were happening. So we wound up fixing it for seven games straight. We ran seven straight. So I'm thinking in my head, same thing can happen here in Portland. Especially if we win. If we win, we're good to go. That's all I'm going to say. If we win, that's we're good to go. It's going to start the run. And I'm just going to sit back. I'm just going to yeah. sit back like, listen, man, this ain't nothing new to me. <laughs> you start ringing them <laughs> off, I'm just going to be like, yep, here we come. Here we go. Yeah. It happens, man, and that, I'm telling you. I think that's a great story to have on the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if 
rookies go because we have some rookies that went to uh, the minors championship, right? Uh, with Derek Majors, with Derwin Nuevo, um, Dean Valentine, Art Vandalay, uh, Dakota, and Shaw. They all came from um, uh, Ottawa, right? The, the Ottawa team in the minors. And so they were okay. in the championship yep. against Derek Majors, you know, who's with the Madison Lynx. So we have some championship caliber people that I think, again, uh, it's crazy, you know, that to know your story now, right? We didn't, we didn't 100% know the full journey. Uh, it's crazy, and now I see why people were so like Frank Champions was, was was getting out of retirement. What? Like he told me he wasn't coming out, but you know, you you surprised. And there's other surprises too that I'm hoping for us to get to um, as well about your own league and, and the simulations that you're doing on that side, which I think, again, I, I told you what I was excited most about was the conversations we're going to have. Cause I think you're a great, uh, announcer in your own league and, uh, you make those Appreciate games it. appealing to fun and, and it's funny, you know, when, when you're going on people <laughs> and whatnot. So, um, but overall <laughs> thoughts, thoughts of the SSL season so far, like how, have you been seeing it? You know, what have you been seeing the growth out of it since, you know, your time with the league? Like, what is it? What is your thoughts on, on everything? It's from when I started. Okay, I'll tell you from when I started. I started when it was on YouTube Live and Twitch every now and again for maybe like in front of 20. 40 people so I was there then and now it's like I've seen sometimes hundreds at a broadcast and I'm like okay things have really changed and you can tell why you can tell why everything looks so official like everything about it is so top notch now compared to when I started watching it and I'm like wow the growth is crazy the growth is just absolutely insane the presentation is, is crazy how it's pretty much a network of games instead of just, you know, just Cameron or just Andy. You know what I mean? Before it yeah. was just a few of them doing it. Now there's a whole slew of guys, teams of guys doing it for each team. Yeah. It's almost like every team has got their own guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's and I think, I think, yeah, and I think you also get new content, right? Like, I don't think you got an SFL content, like, after your game, right? Like, at, when you had your game, you had your game and that was it. And right. you didn't get that right. same experience now where you have a locker room, you have these podcasts, you you know, you could be driving to work and listening to this and and that's something that is, is crazy to see. That that's where the league yeah. has evolved to and you know, speaking with Cam and you know, when when I was doing my history up you know, a download from him when he was, you know, in college, uh, he shared some mm-hmm. of his vision that he wanted to accomplish in overall for the SFL and, and I think that was something that was so crazy to hear to hear from the the, the creator himself man it, it was just amazing and I think he has that's what he wanted to accomplish with you know, to make it real uh, I'm gonna tell you I watched the our games because you know I always enjoy watching our defense and um that ends up being like somebody comes up all over my shoulder like oh yo when did football come back and uh <laughs> then I got yeah. that time and it's not the football that you're used to, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's very appealing. <laughs> and if, if you just go back a few seasons, 
it was in 720 and it wasn't as clear in HD. So mm-hmm. uh, crazy growth, crazy growth. Yep. But uh, let's now talk about your league. So what is your league? Um, yeah. and, and, and how did you come up with the idea? So I've always, all right. So my league, it's called, I'll start there. It's called the association of simulation basketball. Um, I wanted to go something different there because everybody usually does like SBL or like SBA, you know what I mean? Simulation basketball league or simulate, you know, that's what, that's what they usually do. So I said, you know what? I'll bring the association to the front association of simulation basketball. Just give it a different sound, the ASB. Um, so I don't know. I think, where I where I initially started thinking of it was a while ago because I've always done stuff like that. Because even way back, I would always make custom teams and do different things like that just to do different things with the game. Because I was always a guy that when I bought a game, my replay value on it was all the different things I can do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, for example, when's the last time we had a college hoops basketball game with updated rosters? 2010. Yeah. EA Sports. Yeah. March Madness 10, and it was terrible. So the last good one was College Hoops 2K8. I've talked about this on my on my stream. You've heard this before. Yeah. 2K8. College Hoops 2K8, the last good college basketball game. So I always tinkered with getting those rosters. So I've always messed around with, I call it the back end of 2K. That nobody really messes with. They don't really promote it. You know what I mean? And... It's sitting there for you to mess with if you want to take the time to mess with it. So I've always yeah. messed with it. You know what I mean? Because that's how I extend my longevity playing the game instead of just playing with my player, playing my career, doing the rec center, yeah. pro-am, playing in the neighborhood. I always play the hell out of 2K. I said, all right, well, let's see what I can do with it. I said, oh, you can make your own uniforms. Oh, you can upload the logos on the computer to put the guy's logos on their jerseys. Sorry for the loud motorcycle. That's where I'm from. <laughs> 11, it's 11 o'clock at night. My daughter's sleeping. Some dude revving his <laughs> engine down the street. <laughs> I Gotta guess he wanted to just Gotta hear himself on the radio. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, no. Um, where the hell was I? I got lost again now. Uh, we were going kind of through games. Uh, uh, <laughs> You know the 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 going through the uh, uh, games you were using and, and how you got to your league. Oh now. yeah, so yeah, I pretty much I just figured out how to just really manipulate. I said, let me see what can I do with this. And I've always wanted to do like, all right, I'm making my own league, everything custom, this, that, and the third. And I've always done it where I've had custom players come in there. So I said, man, I like the way since I was in the SFL. I said, man, that's actually a really good idea to have actual people join you in the journey you make with the league. So, you know, some guys do it on YouTube, but they make it like episodic and whatnot. I want mine to feel like you're actually watching a league being broadcast on television. Because I've always yeah. done that. I'll tell you a funny story. You can ask my brother who's in our in the ASB. He's got a few players that he made. Um, he's four years older than me. So, back when I was younger, if I was playing all right, I'm going to show you my age now. I said when I was younger. We're talking NBA Live 96. 
All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> NBA Live 96. We'd be playing that, and I'd be the one doing commentary while playing the game because the game had no commentary. So I'd sit yeah. there playing the game, doing commentary. Oh, Penny Hardaway passes it to Shaq. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. being playful at, I don't know, what's that, 11, 12 years old. Playing NBA Live 96. Then yeah. it jumped all the way to doing this. I said, man, I've always done it when I was a kid, just messing around. I said, let me try it for real. So I think it's working out pretty well. And I just did uh, eight playoff games in a row this week. I just finished yeah. the eighth game, like, at noon today. <laughs> I finished yeah, you've been the really game busy. reporting. You've been really yeah. busy. And, and, and that's the week. thing, right? Like, that's why I appreciate, one, that you, you took the time to do this, right? Um, but also to uh, share with with the hard work that you do on the da- on the daily basis. We understand that as an organization, and I, I think that's the cool part of it, right? Like that we're able to support you in something that you've been yeah. working very hard on, and it's that mutual understanding, mutual respect to understand. You ain't always got to be in the in the locker room, but you are still a very active person who watches our games and not like you're ignoring us neither so we understand that and uh that's why i wanted i was like you know what this would be a great segment for you to share it all and and do and like i told you i think you're a great broadcaster right you make it all appealing when you're frying people up it's even funny as well so uh, it's entertaining (laughs) and and i think that's something that that's also in that it's entertaining Uh, i think league needs to get some more exposure so people can see the hard work and that entertainment like you do when you were wrestling uh, into the same right. kind of you know connection. So that's exactly, uh, that's exactly where I figured it was I was getting it from because I used to be the yeah. guy that was on the microphone when we wrestled. So I just yeah. admit I could bring that to I could bring that to sports. I'm pretty sure I can. I've watched it. I felt like I've watched enough of sports and played enough sports in my lifetime that I can call it. I can definitely call it in my own entertaining way and yeah. I appreciate the appreciation that you guys are liking what you're seeing want to put on a screen yeah. it makes me want to do the eight times in one week deal it's a playoff yeah. I have to yeah. I feel like to bring what you guys what would you guys expect especially for playoffs I have to do every single one and that's why it brings the drama that it's a one game series it's not it's one and done winner moves yeah. on There's no series where it's a bunch of games going at it. It helps keep the excitement up for every game as opposed to just, oh, this game doesn't really matter. They've got six more to possibly play. You know what I mean? It just, that's what helps with the excitement. It helps me keep me motivated for that team. And you're doing everything on your own, right? So it's all on yourself as well. I have one guy that helps me. He helps me with like um, logos and whatnot and Advice as well. Uh, martial law, he's in the league. He's actually going to the draft. I think your guy's oh, staying, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm staying one more. I think I want to kind of see how he progresses and grows uh, this next upcoming. Yeah, man. You know, uh, I should have made the tournament, man. Maryland, right? I'm not bothered. Yeah. Maryland. Yeah, you're not bothered. Yep, yeah, I should have yeah. made the tournament. Yeah. Man, yeah. we were. I, I had the whole chat <laughs> for y'all. I was like, come on, Maryland. Y'all got to get in. Y'all was the only team I wanted in that didn't get in. 
And I remember failing. the game too. You were saying it. You were like, "Yo, Maryland got this, got this," and and we ended up failing at it. And what's crazy is yeah. that myself, uh, Scott Johnson, and Ezekiel are from this area. So we all went to Maryland because we were like, "Yo, that's that's the home state." But not left me to go to Louisville, you know. And uh, but yeah, I'm gonna hold it yeah. down, Maryland. I'm gonna hold it down. But I wanted to give him one one more season to see how he progresses because I want him to be as not close to being finished, but at least a well-groomed product when he goes into the majors. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I know. I know this draft class coming up is ridiculous. So you staying is not a bad idea because the yeah. amount of guys coming in is insane. Next year's college can be wide open. You know what I yeah. mean? Duke won it, our college series. But next year, bro, I'm telling you, it could be anybody. Because yeah. teams like Duke are going to lose, like, five guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's going to open up and change Duke's perspective, depending on what new guys go to Duke, who doesn't go to Duke. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just going to be a complete carousel because all the teams are losing a lot of guys going to the draft. So Yeah. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. going to be good for the league. Yeah, and that's that's the exciting part, and that's the part that's been really fun watching that growth and how crazy is it that Duke wins it, just, just like in be back in the days, right when Duke was very dominant in uh, in their yeah. you know in, in in college basketball, and then seeing now Duke ain't really the same Duke of the, of the back in the day, um, but they still have yeah, a reputable name. They won they won it in in our league, so. Um, what's your, uh, well, one, what, how is the, are you able to say how the draft is going to be done this year with, with those people who, uh, decided to go up? So I'll tell you, um, I guess it's a perfect time to let you know, and people who are listening know if they are part of the league or want to join the league, the ASB's, um, first draft will be just like a, a television presentation on YouTube. We're going to premiere it live. ASB draft, so you can you guys can go on in the chat and talk about who's getting drafted and whatnot. Um, you will see my ugly mug repetitively, <laughs> most likely for all the draft picks. I probably won't call all of them. Maybe I'll call the first round like that, and then the rest. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be draft presentation style. It's going to have a presentation for our league. Um, but to before all that, um, I'm doing somewhat of a combine so you guys can actually see their players playing oh, on the floor before they go to the draft. I'm going to use yeah. that footage to help showcase players that are in the draft. You'll, you'll, when, it all, when it's all said and done, like right now, it's just uh, a, a cloud in, in, the, in a storm. <laughs> But once it comes yeah. out, I'm telling you, it's going to be something nice. You guys are going to see it on YouTube. It'll probably be like a week or two after the season's over. Because the season's over at the end of August. So I think yeah. the draft will be somewhere near mid-September. I don't have an exact date, but I'd say near mid-September. If not, earlier than that. And, and it'll be a presentation style. Yeah, that's the experience that you're talking yep. about, that you wanted to always bring the entertainment side. Like, you can kind of yep. see how you who Frank Champion is and, and like I said that experience to, to do a combine style uh, situation in that draft that's 
entertainment. That's exciting. That's exactly what you wanted to do. It was always to entertain. Uh, so it, it will be yeah, exciting. And, to hold on, yeah, no, I, sorry, no, but um, yeah, no, go ahead. I was, I was gonna say, it's not just like uh, two teams going at it. The combine so there's so listen the amount of guys that are coming into this draft that are from our college series, like our players that were made for the league. The amount of guys coming in, there's so many of them. I can't just see two teams, so it's going to be yeah. four teams playing against each other in a series of games. So you guys are going to see your guys a bunch of times for the combine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like your players in there, you're going to see them in the combine while the college hoop series gets ready to be done. So yeah, even though it's the off season, it's just going to. I'm sorry, Curtis. This stuff's going to keep okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I can curse or not. I don't want to curse. No, you're fine. You're fine. No worries. I, okay. I don't think I have any young listeners, so <laughs> I think we should be good. Oh, okay, good, good, good. It's gonna, um, but it's gonna just yeah. keep rolling. It's gonna be something going on all the time. There's free agency coming up. There's draft. There's the uh, changing of the league rules. I think I might do a live one to approve or deny stuff. We'll see. We'll see what we'll do there. It's gonna be yeah. Like I want it to feel like we're controlling the league. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's. It's going to be some good stuff. So, so what is uh, what is your vision for uh, the league going forward? Like, what's the next goal that you're trying to accomplish? And um, what what where's the where's the moment where you're going to say, "Hey, this here is exactly what I was envisioning." So, in my in my case right now, I think we just need more players. You know what I mean? The more yeah. players we have, and once I figure out a system to allow you guys to be coaches and or owners, you know, or GMs, however, just like just like our beloved SFL is, you know what I mean? A, a way to make it pretty much the basketball version of the SFL, you know, that not not like verbatim or exactly like, but my own twist on simulation basketball and I think I can do a pretty decent job of it because I've been doing it for a very long time just not in front of a public audience and now I feel like with the public audience people are digging it and we just need more people to dig it in order for it to really really grow and all that but we've got plans for all that um, I this first season I just wanted to get out to see how it would go, and I feel like it's going pretty well for its first season. So, yeah. I want to I want to turn out see who our champions are, and once we get into the off season and all that, we can hopefully snag a lot more people, a lot more eyes for that. So, yeah, and 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 that's what we'll see. This whole uh, situation has been uh, really exciting to see it, right? Because it's your first season, and we're able to see that with you and and kind of see how you're starting to make your own way in, in that league and to really see your vision of it here, your passion around it and what you want to accomplish. I mean, you, I can see that happening in, in a short period of time because, again, the quality product that you're putting out there versus Joe who has, uh, you know, their own YouTube channel, uh, that, again, is, is where it, it, it makes that difference. Um, so I say keep it up, you know, and I, the next step, like what's the next step, I guess, from here? What, 
we got the combine, the draft. Like, is there anything else you want it to be the next step in in the progress of the of the league? Like I said, I think the next big thing is allowing you guys to be coaches, um, GMs, and owners. Like I said, once I figure out a good enough system for that, maybe that'll roll out come like the third season. Because I just want to see how quick we can get into the next season before I just start doing anything real big. Maybe once we're in 2K21, because the game, mm-hmm. the, the league's going to just migrate from next game to next game. You understand? You know what I mean? So once that's yeah. done, that'll probably be season three. Then I can actually figure out something there to allow that for us to have those kind of things. You know what I mean? And that can be as, as early as. Um, let's see, late 2020, early 2021, you know what I mean? So it's not that far away. It's just a matter of time. I'm not a guy that wants to rush into things. Um, I'm loving how the season's going. I'm a slow paced kind of guy. I've got nowhere to go. (laughs) I've got nowhere to go. I'm, I'm going nowhere. It's the way the league's going to me right now. It's going pretty well. So we'll build from that and then we'll build from that. And before you know it, you guys will be able to recruit your own guys to get on the on, on your teams, and that's what's going to help the league grow. And once yeah. we get that spot, I say we're good, but then, you know, from there, I'm just going to say, okay, how we're going to grow more. So I think the grind yeah. never stops, in all honesty. Yeah. And that's, that's great passion. Because I, I want to put out a really good product, you know? I, I like to put out a really good product. And I think, I think the basketball is good. It's not like you're sitting there and you're watching really trashy basketball. I think with yeah. the sliders that I have set into the game, it's an entertaining game of basketball. And with me adding the compliment of calling it, it's, you know, fun to watch and people stick around and watch it because, you know, they're pretty long broadcasts. They're about an hour long. They're nine minute quarters. Yeah. And they're pretty long broadcasts. But yeah. the good times is when I have a co-host, like somebody sitting next to me, like my brother does it with me. And it's good because we just go back and forth with each other. And it works really well. But I think it's a good presentation so far. And like I said, we're just going to build from that, continue to build once we get to that spot and continue to go and continue to go and continue to go, you know? So, yeah. It's just never yeah, stopped. Well, that's, that's great, Frank. Like I said, it, it's it's great to be a part of. It's great. Now you just uh, solidified this in, in time, right? Like this is a moment now that you can always <laughs> go back to when you're like, yo, I did my... Uh, interview with Nelson back in 2020 when the coronavirus was happening, when the world was on fire, yeah. uh, to <laughs> to have a great season and, and to you know create a, a monument for where you're starting at now and and give yourself a reminder in the future. So pretty cool stuff. So uh, do you have any messages? Uh, do you have a message to your team or uh, to the fans of Portland or? the fans of your league like do you have a message for 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 those for those folks um be patient that's it just be patient i I know right now you know we're playing good but not good enough to get wins but just hang on with us we're gonna start picking them up I'm, i'm i i feel it you know what i'm saying i told you i've been there before and I'm sure it can happen again. Watch us against Louisiana. We're either going to get the dub or get the dub. So there's no other option. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
So it's got to be, it's going to be a good thing. Just be patient, stick with us. We're going to turn things around, guaranteeing it. Yeah, and and it's again exciting, right? Like I know the record, and 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 if you look into the locker room, nobody's really uh, that type of person, right? Like our rookies came from, you know, were yes in the championship, but they lost, so they understand that it can mm. take time um, to get there, and they're okay with doing that. And then we have Derek, who won the championship, but has something to prove to himself because he wasn't, you know, picked up in the in the situation that he originally wanted to be in, but he's now in a very appreciative situation with us. So he has that and you have you know, Gary Bernie who nobody really got to know like that and then when we got to know who he was as a person is amazing a man as well. And then you got VP same thing like everybody is great people. And they all wanted to see that growth and success and, and to know that that locker room after a loss isn't down and out, but they're all connected. Yep, yep. And all like, yeah, we're going to do this. It's huge. And then, like I said, what, what we see on your side, right? Like when you're quiet, it's not like you're quiet and not doing nothing. It's, we're, part, we're able to see the hard work you're putting in behind the scenes and not trying to add stress to that, but to help that grow as well. Um, so it's kind of yeah. like that partnership. In, the, in this situation, yeah. which I'm glad you decided to invest in us, right? Uh, you could have went anywhere else, but you decided to be here with us, so we appreciate that. Um, so, <laughs> predictions course, for course. week five? Sure. What, what are your predictions in week five? What are we What are we feeling? There's a lot of predictions. I'm predicting a good ass game. That's all I'm predicting. It's going to be right. a good one. We're not going to disappoint. That's exactly what I'm yeah. going to say. That's it. We're not yeah. going to disappoint. We're going to do our thing. We're going to play fleet football. That's it. Nothing yeah. else. None more, nothing less. Crackheads yeah. on and defense to put up points on offense. That's it. Exactly. You guys put us in positions to stay competitive, uh, which, again, right. was was the point going into it. We weren't expecting, you know, uh, I guess, stellar results as a we were expecting, you know, again, growth. But what we got, and it was time, Frank. I'm going to tell you, man, I spent countless hours, had countless conversations, uh, uh, group chats with the organization and potential players and Discord. And I'm talking to like 5, 10, 20 people. Um, it's been crazy. But to see you guys come together and play together has been yeah. Just something that I really value, especially my first season as a GM. Um, and hoping that I'm able to show the type of GM that I am because this, this means a lot, to, you know, to be able to bring you guys on and, and, and share who I am and give you a platform and respect what you do and treat you guys like people, you know, and, and have that understanding and, right. and support. And uh, yep, it's yep. to really show that. We, we support our players and support our people our, our our players' happiness. So uh if anybody ever wanna to come to Portland now you know how it is. So um <laughs> Yeah, we appreciate the thought. support. We definitely do. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's mutual. So what are you Frank? Like what do you wanna leave out there, you know, uh, what's your plugs, you know, your Discord name, how can people find the league, your own league, 
uh, and how do they get involved? Um, the floor is your, yours, sir. I think I think the easiest way, if you want to join the league, is to go to one of the YouTube games. Go right on YouTube, and in the description, the link is right there. The first link that you see, the best way, fastest way to get into the league, because everybody goes to YouTube. Am I not lying? Everybody goes no, to YouTube not. at some point in, in their lives, no matter what. If you have a cell phone, if you have a computer, somebody goes to YouTube at some point on there. Yeah. So you can go there, go to a game, click the link. You know what I mean? It's, it's the fastest way to find us is using Last Life Gaming Network pretty much anywhere. Even if you Google Last Life Gaming Network, it'll give you YouTube videos and it'll give you uh, the links to the Instagram and the Facebook and the Twitter. So it's okay. all pretty much all the major social media platforms that it's on. So it's not hard to find. Googling Last Life Gaming Network would be more than enough. The, the IG is the IG and Twitter is uh, last underscore life gaming. And you'll find that there. We just got a new logo. Appreciate Marshall yeah. off of that one. Yeah. That was a good logo he made for me. Um, yeah, and I see his logo. That we have. He's a beast. He's a beast with it, man. He does a damn good job. Um, the Facebook is Last Life Gaming Network. And the YouTube is Last Life Gaming Network. If you put youtube.com slash Last Life Gaming Network, I pop up. So the easiest way to find it, using Last Life Gaming Network anywhere. Nobody else yeah. is going to pop up with my name. So that's why I'm glad. It's like my imprint on the internet right now. So I'm like, all right, that's good. It's yeah. easy to find. You just got to do the searching. You know? Yeah. Easy way to find it. But yeah. IG, I'm heavy on that. And... Mm. You know, Facebook occasionally. YouTube, I put the games on. Twitch, we do the live streams on Wednesdays. So, doing a, doing a few things, you know? That's yeah. bad. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's 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 great to see what you've been able to do uh, with that time. And it's nice to see that it's going in, a, in an effort or some, into something that you're very passionate about. Um, so, mm. appreciate that. Appreciate you creating that and because it's a live network you know you get more live game network are you planning to put other content on there as well is, is, is it not going to be so yeah that's what league so this is why i'm trying to get to see how it gets by season two and season three i want to see how my time frees up by then you know what i mean i, I that's mm-hmm. why because right now i'm creating pretty much nothing but asb content because if you go before in the channel, there's other games I've played. Um, there's other videos, types of videos I've did. And I've done, then I started doing the XFL games. Like I finished off the XFL season. That's when I started doing the broadcasting thing. I said, let me do commentator over All Pro Football 2K8. Um, let me finish the season. Mm-hmm. And then I said from there, man, that's what helped me make the idea of making a basketball league. I said, man, I'll even do commentary that'll help because I started doing it for the XFL one and I what I did was um, I took the right where the XFL season canceled because of because of the Rona <laughs> yeah. and finished it from when from the exact dates they were supposed to be on on you know what I mean so all yeah. the dates that it was on I didn't miss a beat with the league you understand what I'm saying so like yeah. the Saturday that Houston was supposed to play New York 
that's the first game I started with. And I guess I put a good enough title on YouTube to get about 2,000 views on it that people actually thought it was the game. And it got like, I think, 2,500 views. So it, was, wow. it's, it wasn't a bad start. I was like, okay, yeah. if I was able to get that, I can get a lot of more. And it always got hundreds of views because it was on Reddit. So that helped out. You know what yeah. I mean? So it was worth Man, it, it doing that one. But, you know, then the ASB one is, is, a, is a longer process. Yeah. It, it, like I said, seeing the work that you're doing and, and the time and investment you're putting into it, I know uh, it's going to make headway and it's, it's just going to motivate you to to do the things that you're eventually wanting to do. Um, so yeah, like like I said, best success with that. You know, it's been a pleasure having you this season. Um, and going forward, you know, it's it, it's just really good the experience that I'm able to get and the stories you're able to share and everything. And hopefully, you're thinking about maybe doing a simulation wrestling league one day, and then doing no, that'd be cool that. actually. <laughs> You know, yeah, uh, actually that, cool. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not front. I've definitely thought of that. You, I'm, no, <laughs> I'm not capping right now. I've definitely yeah. thought of it. I've thought of the logistics, but right now, like I said, just, just like when I was between the transition of the XFL and the ASB, I said, man, I think the basketball thing could really work. And then now yeah. I got ASB, and I'm like, man, I should really try the wrestling thing. Be like yeah. the Vince McMahon of uh, simulation uh, sports. <laughs> How crazy would that be? To start that now, because I don't even know if that's really a thing. If it is, it's probably using traditional wrestlers, right? Like people with actual, you know, real characters out there. But it, it kind of reminds me of yeah. me and my cousin used to play um, on the '64, and I, I wish I could remember which wrestling game it was. But he was it would no mercy? have. It might have been No Mercy. Uh, I don't want to lie to you. Two thousand. No, I, I think it might have been No Mercy, but, it, you know, he yeah. could create players. So what he – or not players, but wrestlers, right? So he would go through my yeah, cousin yeah, yeah. and keep, keep a, a, a journal of all his players and, like, their builds and, like, the skins and which styles he wanted to use and celebrations and blah, 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 and would make these wrestlers, and we would wrestle against each other. And uh, my favorites were always the uh, uh, the Iron Man matches and, and, and those kind of things, you know, trying to get each other to tap out and whatnot. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you, know, you this. I'll tell you this. Um, that story is very similar to my story with me and my brother, but it was not with the uh, N64 game. It was with a way worse uh, WWF game, WWF Warzone. For the 64. No, I think it was for I think it was for PlayStation, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> Thinking back to it now, it was awful. But I used to keep a I used to keep a book, booking matches and making my own results and all that with the game Warzone, me and my brother. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've always had roots to it. So it sounds it sounds like something that I can definitely do, but. Right now, everything's tied to basketball, basketball, basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get it. I get I just, it. And like it's I a lot said, right once now. Once I get through a few seasons, it's a wrap. Because once I get tired yeah. to do this and do that, figure out how that works, it'll be it'll be good. Because I don't know if I'll just do oh, once a month shows with if, if I were to do with wrestling, or if I were to do weekly shows to a pay per view like I'm on TV. I don't know. I don't know how good the actual content that comes out of the game is you know what i mean 
Like, I know how yeah. it is for basketball. Because I've played so much 2K, I know how much of a simulation it is. And that's why yeah. I always love 2K. 2K's attention to detail is so crazy. That's yeah. why I beat out live, in my opinion. That's what made yeah, it a better think, basketball. Yeah, think about it now to, to know what we're using, right, in our games. Because, right. you know, it's still relevant today. I mean, that speaks volumes to Madden. Like, I watched the Madden League, right? It's There's a Madden simulation league that I watched that um, didn't feel the same. It didn't move the same. It didn't feel the same. It felt mm-hmm. like a new car kind of came through and, like, you yeah. know, it was all shiny and, like, you know, all it these sharp nice. edges, right? Uh, yeah, it, it just, just looks, looks nice, nice. But, like, that, it just, but it just it felt does... jagged. Like, the movements. The movements didn't feel real. It didn't feel like the quarterback the content, was really dropping back. Yeah, it, it was the just content is just, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so to know that... That's why. Yeah. Because it's Madden. Yeah, they invested more in the graphics than the actual play itself. And it's yeah, been a terrible. long, long time that there's actually been a really, really good Madden game. Like, it's getting to the point. Oh, yeah. I know they're actually losing sales because there's no competition. You know, Madden was good or at least serviceable when 2K was around. When 2K was gone, yep. Madden's not the same anymore. So, so it, it, I think the yeah. realest, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think the realest football game is pro football game. The realest pro football game, in my opinion, is ESPN NFL 2K5. Yeah. In my opinion. I think that is the best NFL football game that was ever released. ESPN NFL 2K5. It was heads above the rest of Madden 05. I had both games. Because 2K came out the week before for $20. Yeah, that's when, <laughs> we when that, away. all the 2K games were, were 20 bucks just to say F you yep. Madden. Like, if I'm going to go after Madden's crown, it was after that that $20 to say, yeah, hey, it was, it was I got to get that. It was a no-brainer to buy it. Yeah, like, you'd right. be sitting there like, you know, right. I can get all the, all the games for the same price as this one game. I'm getting this one right. game. I mean, getting and then, other and games. If you, if you, when you actually play it, you see how immersive it is when you play in the franchise and you play a week of football and you play the game and they have halftime highlights of your game and then you go to the end of the week and they have halftime highlights of the whole week it was like an episode of sports center in a in a 2k game from 2004 16 years ago and you're telling me a game that they created last year can't do that this is why i can't mess with madden I can't. Yeah. There's no depth. It's just play me, play me, play me, play me on the surface. This is why I like 2K. 2K yeah. says you can play me on the surface, but if you tinker with me a little bit, <laughs> if you tinker with me a little bit, you can find some other stuff to do. And that's exactly what the ASB is. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's just me being able to do it on such a a high definition label, how it looks so appealing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Frank, thank thank you again. Yeah, thank you again for stopping by uh-huh. in the shipyard. You're you're welcome because you are not, you are part of history. You know, I think that's something that I really <laughs> wanted to share. Like you are part of another historic team, and you know, Vancouver is looking really good this season. I think they came with with yeah, some vengeance. And um, to know that that's part of your history, another part of your history is Florida, aka. Alaska for for the vets out there, how you were part of that yep. history, 
Um, that's still a strong organization there. And then coming over to Portland and, and making this your new home, that shows that we, we have potential to be in those same brackets as some of those organizations. So thank you again, Frank. I appreciate it. Um, thanks for thank stopping you, by. Man. This right? was fun. All right. Yeah, have absolutely. a good night. Not a problem, man. You too, brother. So, thank you again to Frank Champions uh, for tonight. Uh, I, I do appreciate him taking the time. Guys, if you do get a chance, check him out on YouTube. Look him up. I promise you, you will not, dis- you will not be disappointed. It, it's a fun experience. And if you're coming from the SFL side of things, you are going to feel at home in his league because he makes you feel that that. Um, one, the quality, but two, the immersiveness and the entertainment that he speaks so highly of and what he has experience with. So, um, again, tonight has been a night. I've been getting to know uh, Tom West, somebody who is getting started and, and get, making his own way into this league, to Frank Champions, a veteran in this league who is also now becoming a rookie again, through growing on his own league like this is a full circle and and I appreciate that I ain't, I ain't really planned it this way but I'm glad it kind of went this way and I appreciate everybody who took the time to listen I'm expecting big things from week uh, five it was great to really hear uh, Jacob and Mel stop by and share the passion and what they expect to go on, going forward and addressing some things and giving you guys the inside of the front office and then to to finish off with these stories i mean it's it's been a really good night i think uh <laughs> this this episode may go down in history as a podcast or or an episode to check in the future right like this was very monumental and it was really fun getting to know both gentlemen and again how our paths have crossed has now kind of been where we're at now so again thank you for spending the time with me we will be back next friday uh we have a special guest dave access on next friday and uh we'll see who from the shipyard uh wants to come out and and really spend this time with their gm uh to get inside the league together so again thank you so very much and you have a good night